Endziffer 1. It again. He said it again. His name. Hey, he went so far. His name is Bud in this one. His name is Bud. Yeah. They really. They did. Has, that. They did that. His, and it's not even his nickname. Like it's apparently his real name, and then his nickname is Squirrel. Yeah. That people sometimes call him, but not really. He has really. two names. Yeah. <laughs> it's the best party short movie because it has. It's the one with the most names. <laughs> Bud is his given name and Squirrel is his courtesy name. He <laughs> What's his <laughs> What's his actual name? Uh, hold on. He cause it's <sighs> Bud something. Who fucking cares? Bio Dome. I, I should put it up anyway, <laughs> just in case. I want to remember the Bud, plot. Bud Macintosh. Bud Squirrel Macintosh and Doyle Stubbs Johnson. I don't remember Doyle ever being called Stubbs. He uh, Polly Shore calls him like stubby sometimes. Mm-hmm. Who fucking cares? Yeah, they live um, together, but their environmentalist girlfriend Jen and Monique dump them due to their immaturity. <laughs> ah, plot of the film revolves <laughs> around two clumsy, dim-witted slackers who, while on a road trip, look for a toilet stop in what they believe is a shopping mall, which turns out to be a biodome, a form of ecological system which five scientists are to be hermetically sealed for a year. The film has themes of environmentalism and others. That's, that's, so that's the movie. That's the movie. Thanks, have a good one. Been, is... a, been a real, been a good season. <laughs> Welcome to the last episode of Wheezing the Pod with Polly Shore <laughs> Featuring Sicko and Ebert. <laughs> featuring uh, I'm Sicko, as, yeah. <laughs> also known as Janosch. And Roy. I'm Roy. I'm all, I'm whichever. I don't know. I don't care. I'll be Sicko. I'll be Ebert. Who cares? <laughs> it's, his, it's his more state of mind than uh, yeah. like, designated characters. Uh, yeah. It's like we're Huey both Dewey sicko. and Louie. Like... Exactly. Yeah. We're both Sicko. When we look up the Roger Ebert reviews, that's where he comes in. Yeah. Which yeah. I don't know if he has a review because I have found some other stuff that distracted <laughs> me. Uh, but of course, I have to confirm if Roger has talked about. Uh, yeah, it. hold on, I'm looking. I'm looking for um, it. I said the first. I googled Roger Ebert biodome, and the first result is Ebert's most hated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that checks out. I think he. My guess is he disliked the previous. Polly entries so much that he just kind of looked at this one and said, no, not this time. It's, it not does today. look like it's on his Ebot's most hated list. So, uh, okay. 
Maybe we can what? find it here. I'm just gonna search. Yeah, for I know bio. my I know my McAfee subscription no. has expired because I never had a McAfee subscription. Cool. Good so, thing that this website is the... giving me. Yeah, <laughs> I'm getting virus no. warnings. It doesn't <laughs> look like on the on the on the Ebert's most hated list. There's no mention of Biodome or Polyshore in general at all. They just um, assumed. So... I guess he. I guess he didn't hate it that much. That much. The, yeah. There's an alleged comedies list here. That ha- <laughs> it's pretty has, good. <laughs> uh, Joe Dirt. Joe from Dirt. 2001. Is that a movie you're familiar with? Oh, I'm very familiar with Joe Dirt. I am very familiar with Joe Dirt. Unfortunately. Uh, North. Yep. I heard of this one. Uh, <laughs> one woman or two. I don't know this one. Add it all up, and what you've got here is a waste of good electricity. <laughs> I'm not talking about the electricity between the actors, I'm talking about the current to the projector. Yeah. Oh, this looks... This 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 is a half-star review from 1987, so he's been... Oh, good. ...holding this grudge for decades. <laughs> uh, Mad Dog Time, The Hot Chick, Deuce oh. Bigelow European Gigolo. <laughs> Oh, there's some good See, ones here. Be a... Yeah. People... I, I, like, I feel like in another universe, Rob Schneider is a sicko that we'll look at, but I don't want to give Rob Schneider any kind of no. platform. Yeah, he doesn't deserve he's, that. He's too successful for what should have happened to him, which is... Like, he should be... People should, uh... Should, like... Or he, he should have disappeared in the same way Polly Shore did, or he should have yeah. gotten the hate that Polly Shore got in the nineties. Because he sh- he should be going the way that like Chris Kattan did, where he just like yeah he just disappeared, and every so often he just like keeps happening to us. But instead, he's like Mister Anti-Vax, and I have to hear about him constantly, and I yeah. don't want to. I don't want that on my podcast. So yeah. Oh, baby, Freddy got fingered is in this list. Uh-huh. Baby Genius is on this list. Uh, Spice no World movies, so yeah. Dukes of Hazard. Yes, Hollywood three season of The Witch here. That's funny. <laughs> yes, several Resident Evil movies. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he has, he has M Night Shyamalan's The Village here. Okay. Uh, which is like, I get it, but like Lady in the Water is worse. Lady in the Water is. So much worse. <laughs> Th- those of you unfamiliar with deep me and Yana's lore, we we had to sit through a Paul to Gia baby. If you want to go check out fear baiting, <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a fear baiting episode we were yeah. on. Uh, uh, great episode, if I dare say so. It was a good episode. Terrible um, movie, good episode. But... <laughs> the conclusive uh, evidence. Here is uh, that poly- that Roger Ebert has never talked about Biodome. He gave up after uh, <laughs> after Jury Duty. I assume there was like some other movie that came out the same week, probably uh, that he had to talk about or several others. So I also would have given up after Jury Duty. I'm also seeing here ads for Biodome on DVD, hmm. and apparently the German title for this is. Uh, Biodome, Colin, Bad und Doyle, Total Bio. <laughs> Sorry. We just had to. <laughs> the famous characters that we all know and love it's of not Bud even... and Doyle. 
No, actually, it's just it just says Biodome here so that people who are searching for it by the English title know. Because on the DVD cover, it just says Bud und Doyle. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> we know that uh, we iconic, love them. <laughs> iconic characters. I will come back to this because... Uh, <laughs> there is there is some stuff I found like revolve, revolving around the characters, but in oh, um, but before we actually get to the movie, there's okay. been some news in the polysphere. There's been some news in the fucking polysphere. There's been some animated wooden little boy news in the polysphere. He's well. I can't fucking believe this happened. I cannot believe this happened. Yeah, there's so there's two things that happened to Pauly Shore uh, between the recordings of the last two episodes. One, he had his birthday. It was his birthday. Happy birthday, Pauly. Um, and the second one, and let me just find the f- exact phrasing of his tweet. Um, <laughs> he posted a YouTube link to an animated movie called Pinocchio. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, oh my god, I'm just looking at the stuff he chose to retweet. Uh, he retweeted a, a post by Quinton Reviews <laughs> saying, Happy 54th birthday at Pauly Shore. It has an image from Biodome. Uh-huh. Uh, but yeah, the, the video for, for the video is he says, uh, I'm a real boy, you guys. Check out the trailer for Pinocchio, a true story from DreamWorks. It will be on digital, on demand, and DVD March 22nd. Fun for the whole family, bros. <laughs> Hashtag Pauly Shore, hashtag Pinocchio, hashtag Family Fun, hashtag DreamWorks. Hashtag Family Fun. <laughs> DreamWorks used to be, used to mean something. You know? <laughs> Did it? Like, when there was a, I remember when I was a wee lad, you know, when there was a new DreamWorks movie coming out, it was like almost at the same level as a new Pixar movie. <laughs> uh, not quite. <laughs> Not quite, but the DreamWorks movies were still, like, kind of, you know, for kids at least an event. Uh, <laughs> after, you know, post-Shrek. Post-Shrek, uh, oh, was yeah. Like, it was diminishing returns post-Shrek, but, uh, you know, they still tried to sell, like, Madagascar. And, yeah. Uh, Over the Hedge, Under the Hedge, Beyond the Hedge. What was the title of that? Uh, Over the Hedge, I think. Over the Hedge. Yeah, they, they still try to sell those as, like, movies that are, like, just like Shrek, uh, because they, they they have the same expression in their faces on the posters, I guess, and it has jokes for adults in it. Yeah, they do the funny eyebrow. Yeah. But this trailer, I hate to say it, because <laughs> I do want Paulie Shore to make a big comeback. Mm-hmm. Uh, this trailer doesn't look very good. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't look very good. Uh, people are discovering Pauly Shore. <laughs> the internet is learning. The children of the internet are learning about Pauly Shore. Uh, I found an article that kind of goes over this, and this article comes to us from ladbible.com. Oh, fuck yeah, let's go. <laughs> uh, and the title of this article is Pinocchio's voice and trailer for new film has people cringing. Uh... <laughs> Because people don't understand that the director had a vision here. And the vision was yeah. a little wooden boy voiced by Polly Shore. They didn't understand just... this. And that's so sad. 
that like it's it's genuinely i was talking to i actually so the day this came out like yeah like i saw this link i was at work and i saw the trailer and then maybe like 10 or 15 minutes later i'm working on a thing at work with one of my coworkers, and she starts talking she's telling me about like some radio trivia contest she has, she had heard not too long ago about uh that where like um the answer was Polly Shore and nobody knew who he was and she had no idea this trailer had even dropped and I was like you have no idea okay <laughs> so he just keeps happening he keeps appearing and um it's just it's insane it's but yeah the the children don't know him the there I like went through did you go through the replies to the yeah. tweet. Did you see Some how many them, people yeah. did you see how many people like posted clips from a goofy movie and were like, oh he sounds like this? It's like, dude, yeah. That is him. Uh, <laughs> There's a very yeah, good like, reason. I mean that makes sense. <laughs> like that's the one movie Polly Shore was in that like has some sort of legacy or like reason for people in the last the past like ten years to watch it. Yeah, he's got that goofy cloud. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So people, people don't know. They think that they just hired a bad voice actor, but no. The director said, uh, "Give me, get me, Polly, get Polly on mm-hmm. the line." <laughs> you know what you're getting yeah, into. I mean, it is wild how people are like. Sounds like this. Sounds like that. Like I've seen people be like, "Sounds like Tommy Wiseau." Yeah. Uh, there's just people talking about how uh, how he has a gay voice. Yeah, which is that's the that's thing. A lot great. of people said. Uh, uh, but uh, yeah, very few people actually clocked that it's like Polly Shore who is supposed uh-huh. to be like a big name <laughs> voice, and it's really just like this is the Polly Shore voice. Like it's not yeah. that he's doing a particularly bad voice as Pinocchio. Um, I wouldn't have cast him as Pinocchio, I must say. <laughs> if it were up to me, <laughs> were I the casting director? <laughs> were I the casting director, and if. If they said find a character in Pin- find find a character in the Pinocchio movie that Polly Shore would be suited for, I'm not sure I would have I would have rather had him as Geppetto. The Polly Shore uh, or the, the Pinocchio cinematic universe. It's like but it's also like this is washed up current day Polly Shore. Like this yeah. is a fifty four year old man playing a child. Uh, yeah. It's like it's, it's just a bizarre it's a bizarre choice. And this clip went like if it if it makes it to the to Led Bible, like if Led Bible has to write it up, that means it really like transcended our like particular online spheres. Like this article said, social media users have slammed the new Pinocchio movie, branding the titular character's voice as cringe-inducing and as a joke. Don't hold back, guys. You can check it out for yourself here. But uh, it's- they animated flick Pinocchio is just one of the slew of new movies about the wooden puppet who becomes a real boy because there's also a Netflix movie and a Disney movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's like a summary of the movie, who cares? Uh, and it says, <laughs> sure, stars as Pinocchio and it's fair to say his performance is not delighting would-be viewers. A clip from the trailer was shared on the r slash cringetopia subreddit, which sounds like hell. <laughs> Where it was a landslide victory for cringe. A landslide victory for cringe. I think we found this episode's title, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> R slash cringetopia. Let me just check what the hot new trends in cringe are. 
Pinocchio uh, colon a true story. A lot of this is not... I don't think a lot of this is cringe, to be it's honest. It's probably not. Um, I'm going to close Reddit because it's stressing me out. Uh, it also attracted <laughs> plenty comments, many of which were from people who were shocked to hear the voice of the beloved character. One commented, damn, I thought it was a joke. Wow. Another wrote, sounds a bit better in the other scenes, but the whole father, when can I be on my own, really hits the whole why meter for me. A third <laughs> joked, yeah, the voice actor is super wooden. I wouldn't, I wouldn't characterize Paulie Shore's voice as wooden. Like No. There's there's inflections in it, you know. You might it might not be the ones you want to hear. <laughs> it's but not what you would expect from a with his voice. Yeah, yeah, it's not the inflections you would expect from a standard human. But, but this but this, this is led Bible write up, led Bible write up also confirms that nobody knows who Paulie Shore is. Uh, yeah, because. Why they bring up that he is voiced by Pauly Shore, every quote is here. Like, one of the quotes here is, even the voice actor doesn't want to be there. Not, even Pauly Shore doesn't want to be there. Like, <laughs> respect the know. man a little bit. Put some respect on Pauly's name. He had, a, he had a run of movies in the 90s. I'm not going to say whether it was a good run. <laughs> but it was a run. But, say what you will. Yeah. Roger Ebert compared him to Adam Sandler and Jim Carrey, so... Yeah. He... But, like, the thing that really got me about all of this is that, like, it's so... It's just, like, incalculably sad to me that, like, he's not only... He's not even known for being washed up anymore. There was a time where, like, when you heard Pauly's story, you went, oh, yeah, remember him? He's not doing too great. And nowadays, that's gone. That doesn't even, that isn't even there. People are, people have no idea and they're discovering him from, for the first time. It's like, it's, it's like I made my, my, my Ozymandias tweet, but it's extremely, you know. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's so sad. Like, I can't imagine that being my career trajectory. Like, you know, where I have like two movies where I'm at my prime and I've got drip. And then I have bad movies, and I become a punchline, mm-hmm. and Fred Durst becomes friends with me. And then, like, <laughs> I go on to just be the embodiment of Washed Up, and then some time yeah, honestly, goes on, like, and I don't even have that anymore. <laughs> the, fact that, the fact that Fred Durst was friends with me, right? like, the friends that he was, the fact that he was in two Limp Bizkit music videos should already, like... <laughs> make him a name that people should be familiar with like yeah <laughs> why i am i am still on the bright side this means that uh Polly is still getting work um, yeah even I if mean, it's in a shitty uh dreamworks i mean he had a movie come out last year guest house which was written by troy duffy director of the boondock saints and the boondock saints 2 um starring <laughs> yeah. also chris Catan, i think Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so he did have a movie come out like last year, uh, but nobody saw that one. And like, yeah, but that was like his first like major starring role in like a decade, where mm-hmm. he was actually like playing the main character in a movie that was centered around him. Yeah. Um, this one also doesn't seem great, but I am holding out hope that there 
might be like an uncut gems type you know Steph the brothers are taking up on him and give him or a paul thomas anderson like one of those directors that are famous for bringing out great performances of washed up actors <laughs> i think one of those could maybe even fi- i mean i guess quentin tarantino doesn't do it anymore like he used to do this but now he's way too much up his own ass to like yeah. bring back uh washed up actors um paul thomas anderson's Polly shore uh i found i found another article about all this and i two things before i actually pop this link in here first off genius it's not dreamworks it's Lionsgate. also it's a dub of a russian movie uh so this is very much a like ratatoying like banking on the actual movie to try to get grandma to buy the wrong one out of the red box uh situation what? i think yeah uh, Are you second, saying this isn't, this is a movie that has been already made in Russian and Lionsgate just markets this under the DreamWorks logo, I guess, but it's not really their own. Yep. That's wild. And, um, second, this, the photo of Pauly Shore that they use here is the saddest image I've ever seen in my life. This is the worst he's ever looked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is Lionsgate and DreamWorks the same thing, or did Polly just fuck up when he th- tagged DreamWorks in his own tweet about this being... I think he fucked up, which wouldn't surprise me, honestly. I feel like it might be that one of them owns the other or something. Yeah, Lionsgate and... Does Lionsgate... Okay, yeah. Okay, DreamWorks Pictures, a Lionsgate company. Alright, okay. Yeah. Sure, whatever. It's under the Lionsgate imprint, I guess. But... He's got a bank on DreamWorks because people, I think, recognize DreamWorks a little bit more than yeah. Lionsgate, especially when it comes to, to, to animated films. It's but, wild that the fact that it's a Russian movie is like <laughs> was like nowhere. Uh. <laughs> it's insane. And can we talk about how his two co-headlining voice actors are Tom Kenny, an actual voice actor who is, at this point, the biggest name in this. And John Napoleon Dynamite Heater. (laughs) I told this to my coworker like the day after we talked about Polly Shore, and she was like, they don't want this to succeed, do they? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Tom Kenny should be getting top billing in this. Like, sorry to Polly, but like if you're banking on anybody, if you're banking on name recognition. This this article is good though, because this one has a section that says, Who is Polly Shore? Uh, doesn't really explain it though. Like it just lists some of his credits. Who is Polly Shore? We've been trying to find this out. Um, maybe I don't know. Maybe we can finally this. answer. I feel that. like eventually we'll have to watch this. Like if we do, uh, if we do a, a second Polly Shore series on his later work. <laughs> yeah. I or guess maybe we'll like have to watch this. Um, yeah, because I don't think this is out yet so no it's maybe coming we out can... next month okay maybe we can just do like a like a one-off uh where we just watch this yeah as we like can a, do a one-off yeah. uh run yeah. the seo <laughs> yeah you uh, know get in on it well it might not even because like hold on no there's still gonna be a few weeks or like a month break uh i was just mm-hmm. doing head math uh to figure <laughs> out when this episode is coming out 
but mm-hmm. uh, it's going to be like in about two weeks and it's coming out end of March, I think. So Yeah. Like That's all right. Twenty second. Mm-hmm. Um, it's fine. Yeah, my own tweet where I quote tweeted this and said uh, about how this is, you know, it's not how it's. This is just Polly's voice. Also got like mm-hmm. two thousand something uh, likes, uh, and it didn't reflect in our podcast numbers. So, like, what's the point? <laughs> yeah, what is the point? Fuck them. If they can't appreciate it, you know, that's on them. Yeah, it says the movie will be released in theaters in Russia this February and will be available on DVD March 22nd. Oh my god. (laughs) But is this this originally Russian or is it not? Like, is it just released earlier in Russia? Because that's also sometimes a thing. I think it's... I think it was previously released in Russian. Um... I need to. I would need to look again, but Pinocchio: A True Story. Pinocchio: A True Story. This actually happened. It's true. Uh, this yeah. happened to my buddy Eric. Yeah. No, you're this right. This happened to it's my buddy Pinocchio by, by someone named Vasily Rovensky. Um, <laughs> written by Vasily Rovensky, Maxim Sveshnikov, and Vadim Sveshnikov. So, yeah. Yeah. All it's very funny names. how nobody knows about this. Like, I feel like we're the first people ever to find out that this is a Russian movie. I feel like we're the only people who know who Pauly Shore is. Like, yeah. after reading those 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 replies, I feel like we're the only people with this, like, arcane knowledge. It's insane. I can't yeah. believe people don't know this. But... Well, that was enough Pinocchio talk, I think. Um <laughs> Again, yeah, we'll, Pinocchio chat for the day. We'll talk about it eventually. Mm-hmm. We'll get there. Uh, we have to. We have to has... read Encino Man fan fiction and talk about uh, Biodome first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, let's talk about Biodome. Unfortunately, we got it. Our grim task for the day is to talk about Biodome 1996. It has um, to be done. It has to be done. No one else will do it. It's only us. So, fucking Biodome. Uh, I'll say a few things about this before we actually talk about the yeah. movie itself. Um, it is, unlike Jury Duty, I think it is a movie and not a collection <laughs> of pieces of footage. <laughs> it's, it's not far off. From a collection of pieces of footage, mm-hmm. but it is a movie. Um, it's it like the like bare something... minimum of a movie. Yeah, it feels like something that was shot and directed and released into theaters and people watched it. Yeah, um, yeah. And um, it, unlike Jury Duty, which feels like a fever dream. Uh, yeah. Like unlike Jury it... Duty, which uh, where I'm like still not sure if we didn't just collectively hallucinate it. Jury this Duty one... took me by the shoulders and shook me so hard. That yeah. my brain is like still trying to turn back into something <laughs> relatively solid. Um, this this didn't help. Um, but I'm still I'm still on the track to recovery. Yeah, this... before yeah, like let's let's actually just to just to put the cards on the table. This movie is pretty terrible. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking bad. It's it's bad. a bad. It's not a great movie. It's um, bad. 
it deserves its like four percent approval rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Mm-hmm. It is still compared to Jury Duty, like when Jury Duty like made me want to fucking die. <laughs> uh, this one I didn't feel anything. Like this just <laughs> washed through me. <laughs> this where we differ is that this this movie I did want to punch the movie. Um <laughs> but for the most part I was like this this is nothing to me. Uh there were times where it made me angry. Uh but I was able to bounce back from it pretty pretty easily. Yeah. <laughs> uh Two two things I found, and this is one of them is making me very happy. Uh, when I was looking for content, and you might have found this too, but I was looking up Biodome yeah. Poly Shore, and uh, I found somebody's take on it from uh, Game Facts. <laughs> okay, no, that's not that's not one of the things I found. Okay, good. Uh, this person, who is this? This is six years ago too. So this is GameFAQs user Inverted Leg Drop, who says, uh, the, t- the title of this is Opinion, Biodome was not the worst Pauly Shore movie. True. And this post says, I thought the movie was stupid but funny. A lot of 90s movies were stupid and funny. Biodome is not the best PS, which I'm assuming stands for Pauly Shore movie. That's Son-in-Law. Yeah. That's... Which is true. That's also true. True. But it's, yeah, but it's not the worst. What is the worst Pauly Shore movie? Jury duty, no question. This person's got it. Inverted leg uh, drop I'm... on GameFAQs gets it. Absolutely. This is the... Yep. Well... <laughs> and then they I say that movie say, is just horrible, was... horrible, horrible. I was gonna say this is, uh, you know, this is a person that, that, that gets it. This is, the, this is the, the, the person who understands things the most on the internet. But then I see the, like, little subtext on their forum post. What's oh, yeah, called? their like, signature? That's signature. bad and wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, political correctness is the fascism of the 90s, Roger Ebert. I don't know about that, but... (laughs) Sometimes he's wrong. Sometimes he's wrong. (laughs) Stopped watch, but, uh... Yeah, and then the second quote is a George Carlin quote, so it's Yeah. So that that combines to make a pretty singular vision, I think. Um, Yeah. This someone replying saying son-in-law is not the best short trash a, a goofy movie is that doesn't count. That doesn't count. He's not even credited. It doesn't count. No. No. It absolutely doesn't. Son-in-law. Yeah. Inverted like, leg drop also says that Encino doesn't count, which I I don't know. I don't agree with that. Yeah, I disagree with that. The baseline um, in a vacuum, though, the take that son-in-law is the best one and jury duty is the worst one is a million percent correct and six years ago they predicted our opinion so thank you at least for making me feel a little bit less like the the crazy person here yeah people (laughs) people six years ago on game facts were still like (laughs) viciously debating Pauly Shore movies and I Uh guess in the six years that passed everyone forgot about him yeah it's so sad. Of course, a lot has happened since 2015. Yeah. Yeah, I think one or two maybe events have happened since 2015. <laughs> the first person who replies to this, by the way, Jack Burton85, uh, says that Biodome wastes the talents of Tenacious D, which is also correct. 
That's very yeah, but they just have a cameo, like they're yeah. in it for twenty seconds. They are, and um, like I do the way agree it... that because they also say Jack Burton eighty five also says plus that Baldwin brother brother is unbearable, and I also yeah. agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> I do not care for this uh, member of the Baldwin family. <laughs> he was almost. I can't. I almost don't even want to compare them, but he was like. Remember how Andy Dick was yeah. in, in the army now? It's very, very different, but I'm just as upset about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Neither that's of kind them of how I feel. Yeah. Like, Stephen Baldwin is like, they're trying to pair up uh, Polly Shore with the exact opposite of Andy Dick. Yeah. Um, but if you... I'm gonna... I'm gonna horseshoe theory this because if you swing too far in the other direction, it's uh-huh. also gonna be horrible. Exactly. Yeah, he's also the, fucking bad. The Andy Dick Stephen Baldwin horseshoe theory, <laughs> which is the only the only time when it's correct. <laughs> the political compass where one axis has Andy Dick on one side and Stephen Baldwin yeah. on the other. Uh I like, yeah. I also like the all the like horny people here. Like, there's one person who says, "I like you in the army now because of Laurie Petty," uh-huh. uh, and then there's another person who says, "Yeah, I say jury duty was his worst. Biodome has Kylie Minogue, so it's automatically better." People, people be horny. I will say, what can I say? Kylie Minogue very pretty in this movie. Yeah, I do like to see that. Uh, I I like that they kept her to scale because she is very small. And I really yeah. appreciate that. As a small person myself. <laughs> She's so tiny. Uh, she is small and Australian. Small and Australian. She eats Don't a carrot in a sexual way. <laughs> it's very funny when she eats a carrot in a sexual way. That, Remember? Uh, I'm not saying no, we'll I didn't have it. any like real laughs at this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was mildly entertained. At a couple of a couple of times, yeah, I did get like I don't I wasn't I, I like I said I was having a hard time paying attention to it, so unfortunately I wasn't able to keep track of my my six laugh count. Um, I don't know if I reached the six laugh threshold, but I was like mm-hmm. maybe at four or five, I think. Maybe four, yeah. closer to four. Yeah, yeah, it didn't count because there was like none that were like. Uh, were like particularly memorable. Yeah, but I had like a, I had like a, you know, level of being vaguely entertained. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was engaged because it felt like a movie. <laughs> like yeah, and it's it's also like, and this is something that I didn't even think about until after I had seen a movie that wasn't Jury Duty, but. The way this movie had music going, like, consistently through it also made it a little mm-hmm. bit more engaging because jur- Jury Duty, I don't remember there being fucking any background music, like, at all. There was, it- like, the soundtrack was, like, six songs long, and, yeah. like, there was a song at the beginning and a song at the end, and that's all I remember. I don't remember yeah, any incidental that, music, like, I don't remember a Japanese score, song. yeah. Uh-huh. This, however, this was, like, I don't know how long the soundtrack was. You're the soundtrack master. You're the one who kept, like, 
who oh, keeps I tabs look it on up. the soundtrack. It had like a billion songs. Uh, yeah. Like this um, had the, this had the most songs a movie can have. Uh, yeah, this yeah, uh, the legal was... the legal threshold for the amount of songs that you can possibly have. It, so that yeah. just like having something to listen to instead of just like Foley noises and like Pauly Shore grunting made a big difference. <laughs> it's just like being able to have something to pay attention huh? to. What the fuck was wrong with jury duty? I'm sorry. To... But it's the, yeah. the jury duty is gonna haunt us forever. Jury duty so is no the bastard of my life. Yeah. So the like... official soundtrack of Biodome. Uh, mm-hmm. Has a two out of five star rating on all music, <laughs> and it has thirteen songs on it. Uh, but okay. they're like in some, re- I, they're not even because the first song on it is the safety dance, which, yeah. as far as I remember, just came up a lot later in the movie. Like the thing uh. with this, the thing with this, the soundtrack to this movie is, dear listeners, if you haven't watched Biodome, um, <laughs> which I I'm sure like a lot of you are watching along, so. Mm-hmm. But if you haven't watched Biodome, this the soundtrack in this movie is that there is something playing at almost every scene with yeah. mostly like no reason for why this particular song would play. Yeah. Like there would just be a scene where people are having a conversation and the fucking safety dance is playing behind it. Like it's <laughs> there there's a scene where they get really high on supplies that they have in the biodome and mm-hmm. stuck in the middle with you is playing like just this <laughs> just a song that is so much more chill than the madness that is happening in the yeah. background like it really just feels like someone accidentally left the left a playlist playing that they had like somewhere and it just plays <laughs> these songs it's... I am like half of the notes I have is just like writing down the titans of the song and putting a lot of question marks behind them because I just don't get why they're playing. Like, I don't <laughs> mind hearing them, but they're mostly yeah. decent songs. <laughs> mostly. It's just, it's just bewildering. They're just there all the time. Yeah. They're, it's just constant. And you... You you mentioned um a particular song cuz this and I think this one deserves mention because it happens a lot. It it comes yeah, up the like song, several times. The, the <laughs> song Da 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 ich lieb dich nicht du liebst mich nicht, which is like one of the most famous German songs or German like new wave songs, plays like at five different moments in the movie. Uh, it's the theme song. Yeah. It might as well be. Yeah. <laughs> So that was that was wild for me to hear. Yeah. Um and then hear it again and again. <laughs> it kept happening. You know what's wild? It's not even on the official soundtrack. What how can they do that? How dare they? <laughs> I guess I guess Trio didn't allow that or didn't didn't get they didn't let them to. Like they saw the movie and were like, no. We already licensed you to use it, but <laughs> They said absolutely not. We're not going to be a. Pro- yeah. We're not going to be. We're not going to tie our names to this that much. <laughs> it has the Spider-Man theme song by the Ramones. Mm-hmm. The Ramones rendition of the Spider-Man theme song. 
Because remember how funny it is when they start singing Iron Man to the theme of the the Spider-Man theme song and they get corrected on it and it's funny. Yeah, there's like a complicated joke where it's like supposed to be, they're supposed to sing a Black Sabbath song, but they instead sing the Spider-Man song. And Mm -hmm. then they're like, that's that's not Black Sabbath. Iron Man is Black Sabbath. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a... God, there's a different page called soundtrackinfo.com. This is a Q&A. Oh boy. Where people are like asking questions about the soundtrack precisely. <laughs> uh, and it's questions like, uh, Q, hello, I want to know the name of the song the military used against Bud and Doyle to make them exit the biodome. A, <laughs> safety dance by men without hats. Which is just like, how do you not know the safety dance? <laughs> They say it in the song so many times. Oh my yeah. god. The, <laughs> the thanks to POTUS in 08 at in Kansas City, Missouri for the answer there. Yeah. <laughs> There's a sad song playing when Bud and Doyle uh where when Bud <laughs> and Doyle were in the biodome at the beginning as they say goodbye to their girlfriend Monique and Jen for a year. It's not on the soundtrack. Any idea of the artist and title of the song from Christopher in Austria? Answer, it's not a song, just some <laughs> instrumental music. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, oh, here we go. What song is playing when they first close the door and Bud and Doyle are inside? It's the part where Doyle kills a fly and eats it. Wasn't that funny? The only lyrics I hear are da-da-da from po- Polson in New Jersey. The name of the song is actually, is actually, actually sweaty. The name of the song is da-da-da by the group Trio. Yeah, to, you'd yeah. think you can't look up a song where all the lyrics you hear are da da da, but you can actually. <laughs> that's what it's called. Yeah, I'm gonna let me let me just try that real quick. Look up da da da. Yep, there it is. Very very yeah. first thing. Who'd have thought? <laughs> so I don't know. This once again, the, I don't care about like actually going through the entire plot of the movie because it doesn't really have any. It's, yeah, it's about Paulie Shore and Stephen Baldwin being. The most annoying guys you can imagine. <laughs> yeah. Being fucking insufferable. and Imagine being... two guys who suck, and then imagine <laughs> it's ten billion times worse. Yeah, and imagine that for uh, an hour and 24 minutes. That's, that's the movie. That's it. They're just, just... they're just buffoons. And... This is pa- Pauly Shore, post-Weasel. Uh, he has, like, short, dyed red hair. Yeah, uh, he's wearing and a little, a little soul patch, but just like a tiny one. Mm-hmm. And then Stephen Baldwin is like a huge guy. He has white guy <laughs> dreads and a very prominent, awful soul patch. It's fucking horrible. It's this goddamn wor- horrific. I'm gonna say Stephen Baldwin in this movie is the worst anyone has ever looked on screen. He looks, oh my god, they're like. I have heard many people say the words toe up from the flow up, but this motherfucker, (laughs) I have never seen, I have never seen a movie with less drip. And I was still like, okay, so, so Fallon is in California right now. Uh, they're out there for a memorial service. I'm, I'm saluting them. Uh, sorry it had to happen. But so I, I was texting them last night and what did I fucking say? Um, because I like, we have a TV in our bedroom, and we almost never use it. Yeah. Um. But I, you know, 
I wanted to use it. So I fired up the TV and I put it on <laughs> and I said something's just unbelievably miserable about searching for and watching Biodome alone on a Friday night. I feel like this is the last thing that's ever going to happen to me. And then then I told them about how once again, because Polly hasn't had drip since son-in-law. No. He's not dressed since son-in-law. He 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 for whatever reason, through this entire movie. He's wearing, like, a fleece vest with an embroidered name tag on it that says meat. Yeah. As in, as in the thing you eat and cook. He's, he's got a meat name tag. Uh, it feels Stephen, like... Gone. <laughs> Stephen Baldwin has Kevin Smith huge jorts, is the only other thing I was going <laughs> to say. But yeah, neither of them... There's no drip in this movie. It just It's feels so sad. Like Post-son-in-law... I don't know. I think in in the army now was like a midway point, and that was the movie where Polly Shore was just non-existent. Like he was just mm-hmm. like, they killed the weasel. He, he was just filling in for a character that someone wrote. Uh, mm-hmm. And this like post weasel Polly Shore is just like especially in this movie, like especially Biodome, feels like this is trying to cater to a different subculture than the weasel yeah. Polly Shore stuff was. Yeah. They're trying the problem to adapt. is, I have no idea what this subculture is supposed to be. <laughs> it has, like, I don't know the word for it. I've, I feel like I should know the word for it. But it's, like, the beginning stages of, like, the the development of the species that is, like, uh, new metal guys. Yeah. Is, like, we're starting to see that kind of clade of guy develop. But it's not quite yeah, there, so it this, doesn't quite belong. I, no, I realized this just as you were, as you were, well, just as you were going to say this, I realized this also, that uh, that this is new metal fashion. Um, mm-hmm. And it makes sense, because <laughs> it was the time, like, at Pauly Shore's friends with Fred Durst. But it's yeah. new metal fashion without, like, any actual new metal like there's no new metal in the soundtrack you know exactly it's new metal without the context yeah which is just bizarre they're not (laughs) new metal guys they just like or that they're not they're not guys who like new metal they're just like yeah as you said the species of 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 the new metal guy but like we're not without any of the things that should be attached to that it's like yeah because this is like when did hold on um i want to i need to look something up so that I don't sound like an idiot when I put forth my theory here. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, this is the year... This is this came out the year before $3 Bill Y'all came out. So that this is sense. like... Yeah, this is like right before New Metal happened. So, this came out... Well, this came out uh, two years after the Korn self-titled came out. So <laughs> Korn... I think Corn, if I remember correctly, Corn took like a little while to to become like big, yeah. and this yeah, Life is with, Peachy yeah. came out. You're right because Life is Peachy came out yep. the, the same year this movie came out, uh, and yeah. that was the one that has uh, Freak on a Leash. Yeah, so this is like no Follow this... the Leader had Freak on a Leash. So yeah, it took yeah it took like two more years at, until yep. until yep. Uh, until you get you finally got to hear. Uh, the incredible Jonathan Davis scatting on that song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's just it's 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 new metal it's new metal guys who have no new metal in their lives. 
And it's so fucking weird. It's like, these guys... I didn't know that this type of guy existed before Fred Durst yeah. happened. <laughs> you know? Like, it, but, it, like, of course it did. But also, like, I don't know. The... And this just occurred to me, and I just want to get it out before I forget. Yeah. Pauly Shore is way too fucking old for this at this Absolutely. point. He's too old to be playing a community college student. Yeah. He's too old. He's like 28. Like, bro. He looks like five years older than Stephen Baldwin. Yeah. They, they're both... It's Stephen Baldwin himself is too old for this. Yeah. So but they Stephen look Baldwin's like... problem isn't even made that he's too old. He's too large. Like, he's just too he's big. He's so big. <laughs> he's wide. And he's yeah. big. He's just like, he's too big for this. Both of them are too old. And it's like, they're not even Ben Platting it anymore. It's like, they're just too fucking old to be doing no, this. they're just, yeah. I can't and buy them as these, like, community college stoner buffoons because they're both like, yeah. they both look like they're 35 years old. Their chemistry sucks so bad, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, it's not it's the... It's not the zero chemistry situation that was with Andy Dick. Where mm-hmm. it was just like none, but they, but they were also like Polly Shore in 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 the army now was just like nothing. Like he was just like mm-hmm. no character. It's it's not that. It's they they have something going on, but the thing that's going on is just so 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 repulsive. Like yeah, it's rancid. I fucking hate it. They just um, keep doing bits to, so and 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 the, and they're bad. Like I they're bad. It's it's just it's it's always that one of them starts saying something and the other is there's a bit where we have to see Stephen Baldwin's full ass for like a whole minute as part of a bit they're doing like <laughs> there was a there was maybe the well second worst bit that happened in this movie when the like full on far right fascist regime comes in and <laughs> pulls me into the lesbian like reeducation center and says, you're gonna have to fuck men now, I'm gonna have to explain uh-huh. to them that I've seen Stephen Baldwin's full ass <laughs> in Biodome. And that's the only thing that's gonna be able to get me off. Like, yeah. I'm gonna be able to be sent to a refugee camp. No, you're gonna have to make them, make them watch it. <laughs> <laughs> be like, you need to understand. You gotta understand. The... Yeah. I... Okay. I have a proposition for you. Yes. I think that the way we can go about dissecting Biodome parentheses film is by looking at the, for whatever reason, pretty fucking detailed TV tropes page for it. (laughs) Because whoever wrote this took all of the bits seriously. Okay. And I'm gonna, is, gonna let you take the lead. Uh, okay, so that. I put the I put the okay, cool. So I put the uh, the link in here so you can follow along. Uh, I kind of want to skip the intro here where it just talks about the thing, but I think like we haven't given like an actual summary of the plot yet. I don't think no. not that you know in as much as there is one. I mean, I read, read the this. one sentence plot summary from Wikipedia, but it's. Polly Shore and Stephen Baldwin are very annoying guys who uh, whose girlfriends are environmentalists. Uh, the girlfriends want to do Earth Day, but they get out of it. Yeah, through shenanigans. Um, through shenanigans. 
and then they drive past the biodome project where uh where a group of scientists uh seal themselves in for a whole year uh and mm-hmm. they need to the, Stephen Baldwin needs to piss so they stop yeah, there funny. and go inside and get locked in and the rest of the movie is shenanigans where they're locked in with these scientists and they just do horrible things that fucks up the science project until they finally find a key that lets them escape. Um, they decide to do a big environmentalist party to impress their girlfriends uh, inside the biodome. This destroys the entire biodome. And then for the rest of the movie, they're trying to revitalize it. They actually do a good job. But the head scientist has gone insane. Mm-hmm. Uh, because the because Paulie Shore and Stephen Baldwin drove drove him insane, so yeah. he convinces them to plant bombs all around the biodome, and it blows up. And in the end, the final stinger is that they go to a go towards an atomic plant and yep. say, uh, "Oh, I need to piss," um, yeah. <laughs> indicating that they're going to. <laughs> they thought the ending like... was kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> the ending the ending is a big oh we go again you know yeah <laughs> um also the the there are two hot lady scientists in the biodome yes. who who are a, a plot point um one of them is kylie minogue and one of them yeah. is not yeah <laughs> yeah there's kylie minogue and not kylie minogue uh so so okay let me read this this these three paragraphs that they have on this tv trips page um and here's how it starts Briefly, a group of people are sealed into a biodome, which is supposed to be a miniature self-sufficient ecology, sealed off from the outside world. One of these people is played by Polly Shore. <laughs> Polarity ensues! In more so detail. True. <laughs> in more detail, Bud McIntosh, parentheses Shore, and Doyle Johnson, parentheses Stephen Baldwin, are your average slackers. Neither particularly they... bright nor particularly attractive. I think they're <laughs> average. They... These are the worst fucking human beings possible. Somehow they managed to get hot girlfriends. <laughs> I feel like there's Some a lot the of editorializing out. going on here in the Biodome uh, <laughs> entry on tvtropes.org. They've, they've put work into this. Somehow they managed to get hot girlfriends, Monique and Jen, played respectively by Joey Lauren Adams and Teresa Hill. The two girls are very interested in environmental efforts and are quite fed up with the two slackers' indifference toward it. While traveling in the Arizona desert, our not-too-bright duo discover the biodome. A group of scientists is about to be sealed inside for a year for research purposes. The duo decides it is a new mall and enters just before the building is sealed. They forget to mention that this is for pee-pee reasons. Now the scientists have to endure the many ways the duo are destroying the environment within the dome, while the lady scientists have just met their new stalkers. (laughs) Haha, hilarious. Not that the guys want to cheat on their girlfriends. They act as if flirting with ad- with any attractive woman is obligatory. Sleeping with her is not. Among the few actually named scientists are the project lead Dr. Noah Faulkner, parentheses William Atherton, and Dr. Petra von Kant, parentheses My- Kylie Minogue. So then we go mm. into our, 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 uh, our tropes Rope. list. And before we go into the actual tropes, I do want to add that this film, the this TV tropes page also has accompanying... Crowning moments of awesome page. Okay. Crowning moments of funny page. Head scratchers. Trivia and your mileage. Where are those? They're up at the top. They're right under the film slash biodome title. Oh. Yeah. See, I don't awesome, have the crowning moments of awesome. Oh, it just has awesome. Okay, I see. Yeah. 
They might have just okay, changed it to awesome, the... but it used to be known as as frowning moment. Yeah, of for me, it just says awesome. Yeah. The awesome thing is that Faulkner trying to kill Bud and Doyle both times. Which is awesome. I wish he'd it's succeeded. pretty awesome. <laughs> funny. Believe it or not, this movie has a few unexpectedly funny moments, which clearly stand out in this enormous display of desperate attempts at humor. God. Uh, they list the fucking Iron Man exchange. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not, I don't think it was that funny. Uh, no. Pauly Shore's strange laugh after a series of rock, paper, scissors matches against Doyle for a pillow and a blanket. I don't know. That's a laugh Not... that he does several times in this movie, and I don't understand. He's like, this is a new addition to, like, weaselisms that I don't understand. He's yeah. like, <laughs> it's... Yeah, it just feels like, it feels like everything he and Stephen Baldwin are doing. Like, it feels like they didn't write dialogue for them. Uh, yeah, it's a just dude, be buffoons. Be yeah. is what the They had, like, a vague direction of what to do. Mm-hmm. And then they just started like doing. I, the The moment where this became very apparent to me was in the weird Family Guy flashback scene. Because this movie has Family Guy cutaways. Uh huh. To them as being has... them. Yeah. This movie has several moments where they're like, "This is worse than the time I was." I don't know. Then we had we had that sleepover, and then it cuts back to a. Several years earlier, where Pauly Shore was still the weasel, and he has his weasel drip and his hair, and he talks in <laughs> weasel speak to uh, to Stephen Baldwin, who is a goth here. It's so weird. I don't know what was going on there. It goes on for, like, just long enough that it becomes uncomfortable, and that the Pauly Shore... And, the, and just long enough that Pauly Shore runs out of weasel speak... And just keeps repeating, we're cruising, we're cruising, and says that, like, <laughs> until the camera cuts away. It's bizarre. Seeing a flashback to Weasel-era Polly Shore is probably the most depressing thing about this movie. And that's that's in a movie where there are some, there are some hideous, yeah. hideous excuses for comedy. It's upsetting um, to me, especially because it feels like... It feels like that flashback is making fun of, like, us in particular. Yeah. Like, <laughs> the people who remember the the Weasel-era Polly Shore and... Uh, yeah, you who know, look back on the Weasel was, fondly. People who missed when he was just a chill dude instead of, like, screaming and, and try and, like, blowing up the yeah. biodome, you know? I, yeah, I miss when he was the Weasel. I miss him... Stony. I every time I watch one of these movies, I think back to Stony and Encino Man, the character yeah. of Stony, and I realize if if Stony is the closest thing to like original Weasel Polly Shore, because the speculation that I had back when we watched Encino Man was that this this is just Polly Shore fan fiction. Yeah, he's he's delightful. He's just a little guy. Stoney yeah. is just a funny little guy compared to all of these dudes who were just Stoney's fucking great. horrific. Stoney's great. Stoney's great, and, and Crawl can... is basically the same character. Yeah, uh, yeah. But like, there's, there's more, just Crawl like Crawl is hornier. Yeah, but Stoney is just there. Stoney just exists. He's a sweet lad, and yeah. I would do anything to get him back. <laughs> Give me Stoney again, and I can understand why why the people who made Encino Man spent the entire movie going, "Look at this little boy! Don't you yeah. love him?" 
Now I'm looking back on him and going, yes, I do. I love him. Let me put him in my pocket. <laughs> I miss yeah, him. That- it's just it's just so sad to see to see the like shades of weasel. Yeah. Like just just to be to be reminded of the better meal you had and then like pull it away <laughs> and feed us garbage. Yeah. This is it's the most like Kanaya caps this is so sad like yeah. that I've ever experienced. It's 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 it, th- what can I say? This is so sad. Um one of the other crowning moments of funny is the cameo from Tenacious D, which did get a laugh out of me because Tenacious D are like decent comedians. But um, yeah, yeah. Uh, it is only like thirteen seconds long, if that. And like everything I had heard, I for whatever reason I feel like the the Tenacious D cameo was like hyped up more. Yeah, everyone than... talks about it. Yeah, but it's literally like it's it's hard. Go out on the street, and first thing. You're gonna hear if you pass by some people. They're gonna be talking about Tenacious D cameo and Biodome. Mm-hmm. It's a talk. Everybody's always saying this. People yeah. come up to me on the street every day and say, "Hey, did you know that Tenacious D was in Biodome?" <laughs> What's the next goddamn thing? Oh, the 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 head scratchers. Uh, the I want to skip the first one because it's obvious, and who fucking cares? But um, I think yeah, there's. Because there's a different website that I wanted to show you, which is an awful movies wiki. Ooh! Uh, where you know I love a wiki. Where this has an entry. Yeah, this is the worst wiki I've ever seen. Like this. Is a, <laughs> I talk about it in detail, but this also lists the key thing <laughs> as a plot hole. You don't care. Like it's not a plot hole. It's just something that happens in the movie. Like, yeah. Give me, give me that link. The the just... plot being. In consequence, I can share the link. The plot, yeah. the plot being like the, not the most, you know, smart or whatever is like not something I'm bothered by in this movie. It's just everything else. Like yeah, like it, the the fucking setup for it, like it is what it is. Who cares? You know, yeah. if you're like this is how this movie has to happen. You know, if you don't have something this dumb, it it you're not gonna get the rest of it. Um, wow, why it should remain separated from society. (laughs) The, now, point number five is kind of on the same, it's on the same shit as the head, the second point in the head scratchers on TV Uh tropes. And we, we gotta talk about this because this was the fucking worst thing. This was so goddamn, this was unforgivable. My, my notes on this one is, uh, I was like, just writing down some stuff and my note on this one is just the just this is sexual assault yeah um i uh, don't think not to like going back and forth on what things mean um the bad movies wiki lists this as a scene where bud and doyle rape two female scientists i don't think they're they're like groping them which is still sexual assault and they shouldn't uh-huh. do it uh yeah you know, <laughs> let's yeah. just distinguish between the two things. Yeah, it it's it's very much sexual assault. I wouldn't call it full on rape, but it is like yeah. Th- not, and I, that's not to say that one is worse than the other. Um, it's just that I think it's it's two different things that are both fucking horrible. Um, and like <sighs> the way that the whole that whole scene goes down is like. I can see why 
actually, these people are calling it rape. Because who fucking knows how far they would have gone if these two hot lady scientists hadn't mm. woken up. Um, and also, when they get, like, thrown out into the hallway, they're, like, giggling and laughing about it. Yeah. Which is psychotic. Yeah, the, I don't know. Not to give this movie too much credit, but, like, the way I was trying to read it is that it just doesn't understand <laughs> that this yeah. is sexual assault. Like, it it's supposed no to be funny, because it's... The setup to this is, so, you know... I don't know if we need to, like, make it clear how they... I guess we gave, like, a basic plot summary. So, mm -hmm. in this scene, they're in the biodome, but because they, like, got in additionally to the other scientists, they don't have beds. Mm -hmm. But they, they have to sleep on the floor. And then they're like, hey, there's... Why don't we actually find ourselves beds? Hee hee, ha ha. And then they crawl into the two female scientists' beds and, like, mm -hmm. start, like... Touching them, I guess. Yeah, groping their boobies and yeah. snuggling up against them and spooning them, and it's gross. Um, so that's pretty bad. Um, it's pretty fucking worst, bad! That's the worst thing that happens in the movie. Um, the The second the, worst thing was the thing I mentioned earlier. I already forgot what it was. <laughs> <laughs> the rest of it? <laughs> the second Stephen worst thing Baldwin. is everything else. Yeah. Yeah, yeah the, yeah, the just point, Stephen uh, Baldwin. Yeah, the thing on TV tropes because I think they they like um the this is like a sub bullet under uh this one thing that says what was their excuse for keeping them in the dome? Uh and this this one says they should have ended the project immediately after the quote unquote heroes attempt to rape the two female scientists. At that point the intruders are known to be dangerous criminals who are de deliberately seeking to harm those within the dome, which they're right and they should say it. <laughs> like I gotta give credit to the writers of th this troper, gotta give credit to this troper. So, mm -hmm. you know, it is what it is. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's a. Sh Look. The There's no excuse. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty. I mean, it is pretty dumb that why the, why the scientists uh, did. Con oh, and also, like, after this, the, the female. Like, you could just have cut out the scene and it would. Like, yeah. It didn't. For the rest of the movie, the female scientists, like, don't seem to remember this. Yeah, they, and not only do they not remember this, they go on to become horny for them. Yeah. For some reason. Yeah, there's a scene where Kylie Minogue starts making out, making out with Polly Shore, which uh, I didn't expect to be something I see happen in my life. Yeah. And the, whoever the other actress, the, the, the large, sexy lady scientist yeah. um has a make out with with Stephen Baldwin which I feel sorry for her about um it's yeah, the it's whole, so fucking the whole if the whole like it would mess with our data if we let them out is like yeah of course it's bullshit whatever like, yeah like, like whatever messing, you know make whatever them excuse being you need there, to them being there messes with their data a lot more I feel like but mm -hmm. whatever it's the plot of the movie like that's I don't. I don't actually care if it makes sense that they kept them there, because that's you know that's what the movie is about. So whatever. Uh, yeah. It's just. Yeah. It's um, ridiculous. The um. Fucking 
That's like that's just something that like anytime it happens in a movie where there's like haha funny sexual assault and then later on yeah. like the lady character or like the victim in whatever case is like actually I like you now and I'm horny about it is unfucking forgivable. It's I feel like reprehensible. Yeah. <laughs> it's I and I don't why. care what year yeah, I don't get I don't care what year it was made. I don't care what dialogue was going on culturally about it. It's unforgivable. Yeah. It's fucking vile. Uh, and, um... Yeah, this type of joke just used to be so common, and I just don't get why. <laughs> it's ghoulish! It's fucking It's not horrible. funny. It's not funny! Remember um, how... I don't know. We, I don't, <laughs> don't want to bring... bring the, I just remembered how, like, ten years ago, like, how common, like, uh, Michael Jackson groping kids jokes were. Like, yeah, it was just like it was just like a really common joke, and like it was never funny. I don't know. It's not funny. It's not funny. Um, it's not funny to joke about any kind of sexual misconduct. It's yeah. just kind of not funny. Um, I don't know what the what's supposed to be funny about it. The <laughs> after this, I want candy is playing. I noted that down. Um, yeah, they're playing that while they're they're groping the women in their sleep too. Oh yeah, um, yeah, that was it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I mean, it just makes it worse. Like that makes it so much fucking worse. It's it's sickening. There's it's gonna. Don't worry. <laughs> I want candy is gonna play again in the movie, just like every song. Like they just yeah, because they have like twenty songs and they need music to fill the entire runtime of the movie. So you're gonna hear uh-huh. every song like two or three times. Yep. That's oh, the... speaking of music, speaking of music, we haven't talked about the opening credits. Oh yeah, I was gonna yeah, I was gonna bring it up, but you were on a different flow. Okay, yeah, we we can uh, talk about it later because holy shit, oh, we can talk about it now. Uh, it's, okay, <laughs> it's just it's just a wild time. Like it's a whole it's, it's a insane. whole like I don't even know how to talk about it. It feels it... like a music music video from the late nineties, I guess. Mm-hmm. Okay, so in order to watch Biodome on my TV, mm-hmm. um, I have a Roku TV, so I had to like look for whatever subscription service is offering it for free because I'm not going to fucking pay for another Pauly Shore movie, not after Jury yeah. Duty. Um, and one of the few places I found it for free was on Tubi, whatever the fuck Tubi is. Yeah, so I, um, I downloaded the yeah the Tubi channel and uh, I I I put it on. And the opening credits started so quickly and so abruptly. It was just so sudden that, like, I thought that something had fucked up and it, like, just jumped me to, like, the middle of the ending credits or something. Because it was just, it was insane. It's, like, all this stop motion, weird, crazy animation of just, like, random objects. Uh, it with. I, I, you know what it looks like? Just pulled it up. It looks like the uh, the don't uh, don't steal this DVD warnings <laughs> that were like uh, at the beginning of everything. Like the, you wouldn't. It's the same font that says like you wouldn't steal a car. It just yeah, it uh, is. Yeah. writes the names of the character or the actors in the movie, and then it shows just like a bunch of images, like you know, very clear. I, obvious, like for most for most movies that have like an opening credits that's done by someone else. Uh, or like some studio that specializes on just making opening credits uh, because mm-hmm. 
requires a different skill set than <laughs> making a movie. But in this in this case, it feels like whoever made the credits didn't see the movie or didn't wasn't briefed about what type of movie this is gonna be. Yeah. It like, looks like the person, like the director was told, okay, this is a movie, this is a 90s movie. Yeah. Put as much 90s shit in there as you can as you can think of. It's like it's like if somebody had made the Peter Gabriel sledgehammer video uh-huh. but without Peter Gabriel and also like 10 years later. Yeah. It's insane. And what song yeah, is it's... playing? What is the fucking song that's playing? I don't know, but it's playing for Hold on, really I'm looking long. it up. Like... Yeah, it's, it's the thing goes on for goddamn ever. Two and a half minutes of opening credits, like pill plays a whole song, um, and then it cuts to like just this explainer of what the Biodome project is. I guess uh, the song um, is "A Directional" by Fourth Grade Nothing. Great, great. Uh, There's a head scratcher <laughs> here where that that is very like Bacon Internet. Uh, where like the final point is just dot 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 why they thought it would be funny how wrong they were to frustrate all future generations of humorless killjoys to frustrate future generations of humorless killjoys does it mean that if you I don't think whoever wrote this understands this sentence I think the person who wrote this was just like waiting for somebody to reply with like you sir win the internet because that's that's how this reads to me. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck this is supposed to indicate. To frustrate all future generations of humanless killjoys? Like, does that mean that if you don't... Because en- this would imply that if you don't enjoy Biodome, you're a humanless killjoy. Uh, but at the same time, very clearly everything else that is written here um, is very antagonistic to Biodome. There's one... Like, there's a whole thing about the plot hole of, like, why are they in it or whatever, which we mm-hmm. talked about. And then it says, this one can only be explained as an idiot plot linking to the uh, TV Tropes entry of idiot plot originated by science fiction author James Blish and popularized by film critic Roger Ebert. Uh, this trope is a term for a plot that hangs together only because the main characters behave like idiots. And then the reply to this said, well, yeah. It had Pauly Shore in it. All right. <laughs> sure. Sure, why not? <sighs> the idiot plot comes up further above again. Uh-huh. Uh, very, very weirdly linked. Whoever did the markdown on this fucked up. Because they <laughs> link the idiot to the TV Tropes enti- entry to idiot plot. And then they link, oh, they the, they link the word plot separately also. To the uh, TV tropes entry of Idiot Plot. Tremendous. This is a good website. Um, not to be not to be employed as an editor, but <laughs> not to offer my things. services to TV tropes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Very good at noticing things. I've uh, I've I've moved over to the trivia tab, uh, uh-huh. and I'm finding some finding some some tidbits here um the first two who fucking cares uh box office bomb creator killer for newcomer director jason bloom who has not done much in the movie business since um but then third is executive meddling and this is killing me 
According to some sources, yeah, Biodome was a serious yeah. Biodome was a serious movie about survival in a biodome. Then executives decided to f- decided for the film to make money. It had to be, it had to become totally radical. It failed miserably. I so someone show me sources for this because I've read this somewhere else. Uh, but in in the uh, at the other page I read it, which might have been the. Yeah, it's in the bad, in the awful movies wiki, which I still have to talk about because it's, I have some finds here. Uh, but on on the other one, it it says uh, the original script was a more serious story about two slackers who accidentally get caught in a biodome and learn to cope with and help the scientists. So it still would have had like the two slacker main characters, right? So I don't think it would have been like a totally serious movie, just like maybe a more toned down comedy like Son-in-Law. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but they decided to make this totally radical. Totally I radical. Hate TV tropes. This is the worst fucking website. Um, the- I do, I do like this one bit under the old shame list. Just this, mm-hmm. the the fact that this exists. Kylie Minogue claims this is the only thing she's done that her father ridicules her for. Get her ass. Yeah, I heard of um. that, because um, that also comes up on another article that I found. But the, the next bit that claims that <laughs> Stephen Baldwin, after he became born again after 9-11, he said, Biodome was a lesson by God. Whatever that lesson was, however, didn't stop him from trying to get Biodome 2 made. And this is probably, yeah, we mentioned this, that he went on Man Cow Muller's show because he sunk so mm-hmm. deep. Um <laughs> And uh, that was apparently at the time when Mancow let his guests, like, get in a word edgewise sometimes. Because apparently he said on Mancow's show in 2013 that uh, he yeah. is in talks with Pauly Shore to get Biodome 2 made. Whether that's true or not, no idea. Because Pauly Shore also keeps saying shit like, let's make Encino Man 2. Mm-hmm. But there's, he like, I don't do think there's anything behind that. Like, it's just... Star derailing role, both Polly's and Stephen Baldwin's movie careers were permanently stagnated by this film. Uh, and then there's they're trying to say the stuff that we said a lot better about Polly's decline. Yeah. I think Stephen Baldwin's career didn't go down because of Biodome. I think it went down because he bo- he he became born again after 9-11. Yeah. I gotta say. <laughs> If I had to wager a guess. <laughs> after becoming after becoming born again, he stated that it was God's will that he took the part and destroyed his career so as to get him out of his prior <laughs> lifestyle. Well, you can say that, or you can say that you were born again and now nobody wants to work with you because you're a born again <laughs> weirdo. Yeah. <laughs> it was God's plan to make you the weirdest guy on earth who nobody wants to talk to. Yeah. It was God's plan that people will rather work with your brother Alec. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I can tell you the reason why he's... I can, cl- I can tell you the reason why he's claiming that this was, like, God's plan, but he still yeah. wants to make Biodome 2, is because he's a prosperity gospel guy. So, like, of yeah. course, if the opportunity came up for him to make <laughs> Biodome 2, of course he would say yes to it. That would also be God's plan. Yeah, I mean, if, if he got the opportunity to make Biodome 2... Um, yeah, exactly. Like that was also now mm-hmm. it's God's plan to uh, to make me mm-hmm. do Biodome too. That would be so awful. 
<laughs> I want no. I want I want I want Polly Shore to do better. Like I can see why. Can you imagine if if they made Biodome too, but it only had Stephen Baldwin and didn't have Polly Shore in it because he doesn't want to steep that low. I I that would give me the power to kill, <laughs> and I know who would be first. Um. I I don't think it would happen because I I don't think well I don't think in his current state Pauly Shore would lean da- lean down any acting role. Yeah, that's not gonna happen right now. Mm-hmm. But wh- when Paul Thomas Anderson or the Safety Brothers uh, <laughs> make make their big Pauly Shore comeback movie and he's suddenly in Oscar talks, you know, maybe <laughs> then he won't. He wouldn't maybe do. Uh, Biodome too. <laughs> Maybe then he can be a little choosier. Um, so it was 2013 when Stephen Baldwin said to Man Cow, "I want to make Biodome too." Um, I just popped a link in here uh, from uh-huh. August 26th of 2021, so a mere like not even six <laughs> months ago. Um, and the title of this is. 25 years later, Pauly Shore and Stephen Baldwin still want to make Biodome 2. Pauly Shore and Stephen Baldwin are ready to go for Biodome 2, but it's up to the fans to convince the studio to help make the potential sequel happen. By Jeremy Dick? (laughs) I don't know if there's any relation to Andy Dick here. (laughs) Um, Andy Dick does come up later here. Because it links to a video that Pauly Shore posted. Yeah! uh, (laughs) It's two minutes and 20 seconds long, so I'm not going to watch it. But it's, it says, here's a special <laughs> message to all you crusty folks that request sequels to all my movies. Watch the video and get to work, stoners. The studios control these titles. Not sweet baby weasel, but I love you guys. At Andy Dick, at David Allen Greer, at Stephen Baldwin 7, at Sean Astin, <laughs> at Laurie Petty. <laughs> and then I love there's that Stephen Baldwin... Yeah. That Stephen uh, Baldwin couldn't say, get the account Ste- Stephen Baldwin. <laughs> Stephen Baldwin can't get Stephen Baldwin, but you or I, as we learned earlier this week, could get Yahoo yeah. Serious. <laughs> <laughs> the at Yahoo Serious handle is still free on Twitter, so if uh, any of <laughs> any of our listeners feel um, feel compelled to RP Yahoo Serious and then get sued. Um, go ahead. I might. Fucking, I can't get at Banui. I might as well get at Yahoo Serious. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Stephen Baldwin's <laughs> Twitter account is at Stephen Baldwin 7. So it's not that, not only he couldn't so get Stephen funny. Baldwin, he couldn't get Stephen at Stephen Baldwin 1 to 6. <laughs> um, but here's a, here's That's a, the so po- Pauly Shore funny. quote, uh, uh, that is here which confirms basically what I said is that he's currently washed up he hasn't that Paul Thomas Anderson role yet because in this quote he says I would definitely do the sequels to all my movies (laughs) Stephen Baldwin texts me every day and says let's do (laughs) Biodome every day (laughs) every day this man texts me have you seen that uh, Chris Fleming video where he talks about how he saw uh he saw <laughs> Matchbox 21 in concert, and the Matchbox 21 guy says that Santana texts him or calls him every day. Uh, this is my reaction to that. There's no way. Like, I don't... 
I, do, I don't text my mom every day. Like, Stephen Baldwin texts me every day and say, let's do Biodome too. Like, it's fucking Paulie Short opening up his, his phone and oh, Stephen Baldwin is talking about Biodome again. <laughs> it's just the same message. It's just let's do Biodome too. And then he replies, okay, it's not up to me. <laughs> Stephen Baldwin this texts me every day texting. and says, let's do Biodome too. We would do these movies for you, but the issue is we, the actors, don't own the movies. The studios, Disney+, Plus, MGM, and now I think Amazon owns, owns Biodome. So my suggestion is, if you guys want us, the actors, to do the sequels to these movies, then just tweet at Disney+, Plus, tweet at MGM. If there's much demand for these films, they'll simply call my agent or my manager up and be like, Yo, Polly, they just greenlit Biodome 2, you're down? Uh, I'm like, fuck yeah, let's go. So, I don't... <laughs> I'm not sure if our listeners have more of a power than Pauly Shore's followers. Like, I'm not sure if we are, who is better at mobilizing people. But here's <laughs> my call to action. Don't, don't do this. Don't do the thing Pauly don't suggests. Do don't tweet at Disney Plus or MGM to make, get Biodome 2 made. Instead, tweet at Paul Thomas Anderson to cast Pauly Shore in a movie. <laughs> yeah. At Paul Thomas Anderson. What is Paul Thomas Anderson's <laughs> handle Anderson. so we can plug it accurate at, 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 bleh, 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 at accurately? I'm not sure he has a Twitter. Uh, I'm gonna cause, see. Cause, like, he does. He does. Most he does. Decent. He does. Uh, <clears throat> or well, yeah, I don't. If he does, he's not accurate. He's not any. Well, there's one. There's PT Anderson, but it hasn't. And uh, yeah, uh, it's got 4,800 followers, but he hasn't. Uh, he hasn't posted anything like since September seventh, twenty fourteen. It feels like these are all fake accounts. Do the Safety Brothers have a Twitter account? Uh, None of these Paul Thomas Anderson what... accounts have been post have like posted anything since like twenty fourteen. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you knew and you know any other way to reach Paul Thomas Anderson, uh, yeah, or the Safety Brothers, or I don't know who else does. Fucking get 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 to Sean Baker. I guess I think he likes to do like he's like a big indie darling and he had the guy from the uh scary movies in his most recent movie <laughs> and is now an oscar consideration so maybe he could work his magic on um on, Who's to say? uh Polly. and that's the wrong <laughs> sean baker he's on letterboxd so maybe that's the easiest way to reach out to him yeah All no, yeah letterboxd sean baker friends. at little film l-i-l film <laughs> um, seems to be the real guy so just tweet tweet at little film uh, and just <laughs> just say hey big fan loved the Florida project uh, would love to see Pauly Shore in your next project <laughs> and maybe we can get something happen you know we gotta get something going but yeah, still, still holding out for Paul Thomas Anderson. If you, if you know him, if you're friends with Paul Thomas Anderson, <laughs> I mean, the P- Paul Thomas Anderson would be the would be the ideal scenario. I would. Yeah, say. yeah, yeah. Uh, but I yeah. will settle for Sean Baker uh, just because <laughs> it's easier to reach. Maybe you can ask. Maybe you can add like fucking Ryan Johnson is on Twitter, so maybe you can add at Ryan Johnson. Uh, yeah. Hey, if you see Paul Thomas Anderson, <laughs> get him to put Paulie Shore in his next movie. Can you pass the word on? <laughs> Ryan, can you do me a favor? I don't... You can you, you can put him in Knives Out 3, I guess, also. But also make sure that Paul Thomas Anderson also gets the memo. Yeah. There's a little something in it for you. A poly for your next movie. 
if you you know maybe if you get if you get PTA to put Polly in his movie, uh, people will get more excited if you then also put Polly in Knives Out Three. <laughs> oh my god! Imagine being in the Usual Suspects and then going to going as your next project to do Biodome. And honestly, I'm glad that he did it because I hate this guy. I fucking hate this dude. Uh, they're locked in too. I'm just trying to see if there's any... Yeah, the first... Or at least, I guess, like, one of the family guy cutaways in this movie is when they're, like, locked into the biodome and scientists are like, you gotta behave. Uh, You you can't do everything you used to do at home. And then there's a family guy uh, cutaway to... We can't do everything we used to do at home. And one apparently the things they used to do at home is shave a dog. Yeah. And they're also just like splash shaving cream across each other. Like there's... Guys being dudes. There's a lot of guys being dudes moment that if <laughs> yeah. one of them wasn't Stephen Baldwin, I would be like <laughs> endeared by. But in this movie, it's just <laughs> fucking rancid. It's rancid. There's... One thing that this movie has that the other movies didn't have yeah. is big, loud, long fart noises. <laughs> <laughs> finally. Awful lot of that, yeah. It's finally. We've been waiting four movies and we finally got them on number five. Um what there's there are things in this movie that are that are disgusting morally. And there are mm-hmm. things in this movie that are disgusting, literally. Physically, yeah. There's like, that. Uh, There's the part Stephen where they're, Baldwin's like, chewing their ass. toenails off with their teeth. What the fuck was going on there? What the fuck was that? Why was that in this... Why? 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 Like, one, how are you expect me to believe that's heterosexual behavior? <laughs> and two, I'm still disgusted by it. Like, well, don't put it on my screen. Do it in private. Well, one thing, uh, and if we go back to the main TV tropes page, yeah, uh, one of the first few points here is, but not too bi, uh, mm. where it says, Bud and Doyle are supposedly bisexual, even though they never hit on supposedly any male characters, save for whom? a brief moment with each other, which would be assuming that they weren't going for cheap laughs. Who could possibly assume that they would be going for cheap laughs? I would never believe such a thing of the characters of Bud and Doyle. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that Jason Bloom didn't want to present a bisexual story in Biodome. <laughs> I don't think you that don't think... was the intention behind these characters. You sure? Because they did the funny tongue thing some... where they like waggled each other's they tongues near each other's thing. mouths. They did yeah. the funny toe thing. I don't know. They went like they were mimicking making out with each other in the car. Yeah. Um. Fucking Christ. Um, I just don't I think people characters. in the 90s knew about bisexuality, like at least mainstream movies. No, they had no idea. <laughs> didn't exist back then. It didn't. Bisexuality it got real. invented Nobody... after 9-11 only. <laughs> Some people saw those, t- those towers and were like, it's awakened something in me. Bisexuality didn't exist until 2013. <laughs> yeah. When Stephen Baldwin went on Mancow's show. Yeah. (laughs) And he said, actually, this was positive representation, so get off my case. (laughs) He said, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not an evangelical bigot because I played a bisexual character once. Yeah. (laughs) This is fucking... There's a really uh, disgusting scene while we're talking about, you know, 
maybe I mean maybe this is this movie is about how bisexuality is disgusting because we're disgusted by the toe eating, but at the same time, you uh-huh. know what's also disgusting is when they. One of the aspects we didn't touch on is that while they first like get accidentally trapped in the biodome, this movie also tries uh-huh. to do like some commentary on the media because Bud and Doyle like become like these <laughs> iconic figures outside in the like media uh-huh. coverage of the biodome project and they're like selling they sure action do. figures of them and t-shirts of them. And now now their girlfriends think that this is great. Like before that, they were like, mm-hmm. you don't even care about the environment. Uh, one of them has a very annoying, like one of them has, has that, that like Gwen Stefani voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but, like as a speaking <laughs> voice, like I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but after they become like stars, they now suddenly like it. And they start making out with them through the glass. Like Frenching yeah. them through the the glass, very disgusting behavior. Don't do this. Yeah, <laughs> don't put this on my computer screen where I'm watching Biodome legally. <laughs> Never make me see this. <laughs> yeah, that's when the other flashback happens where we talked about where he's weasel. Uh, then yeah. they do a, a a bit where they go into like the lab equipment thing. And they yeah. get high on nitrous oxide, oxide, nitrous oxide. Yeah. Is that how it works? Like, they just keep breeding the stuff. And as he has the, as Paulie Shore has the mask on himself, he says, Dennis Hopper Blue Velvet. He does say that. Which, yes, Dennis Hopper did that in Blue Velvet, but that's not how you make a reference. Like... <laughs> <laughs> You don't just say the thing as you're doing You don't it. just say Dennis Hopper. You don't just say the actor who did it and the title of the movie. <laughs> he, do, he, does say the, he does say a quote from the movie and then he says Dennis Hopper Blue Velvet or something. Like, but it's really... That's not how you do also, it. The way you do a who, reference... Go on. The way you do a reference is you sit there and you perform the action and you go, this MF hopping Dennis... And then you move on to the next thing. That's how you do a reference. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, I just... Do you think anyone watching, like anyone in the target audience... I just find it hard to imagine anyone in the target audience for Biodome watched like David Lynch movies. Okay. That... Let me answer your question yes. with a question. What is the target audience of this movie? Because... <laughs> Because, okay, uh-huh. so it's rated PG-13. Yes. Okay, first off. Second, there are so many, like, puerile, disgusting, gross-out moments, like the big, long, funny farts, and the, the toe-chewing thing, that, and, like, some slightly, like, oh-lol-random moments that I'm like, this feels like a movie for children. This yeah. feels like a movie for 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 12 year olds but then there's also like it's also horny and there's also some shit that just like there's there's there are too many things that would go over a 12 year old's head you know that i'm like who is this movie for who is this movie aiming at because i'm thinking about that and i'm also thinking about how uh in the army now was rated pg 
yeah. even though it had like Lori Petty going on big long rants about, about very BDSM, graphic yeah. intercourse. Yeah. And who is this fucking movie for? Who's the tenacious audience for this? Huh? It has tenacious D in it. So like that seems like something DNA. where they would aim at a target audience. Um It has it has a couple of weird references in the names. Like apparently Petra von Kant, which is Kylie Minogue's character name, is mm-hmm. uh the name of like Petra von Kant is uh I'm not sure if this is a yeah, there's a Rhino Van of Fassbender movie from the seventies called mm-hmm. The Bitter and Trainer der Petra von Kant. Like this is Mm-hmm. A German movie of the 1970s, and they just like that. That seems a very, very clear reference to that. That her character is named that, but like for whom? Like, yeah. How is to what why end? is the movie the movie that has Stephen Baldwin's ass cheeks to rubbing against a <laughs> glass door or like a glass uh, for like the scientists outside to look at for like a whole minute? Why does it make reference to Fassbinder and uh, and uh, David Lynch movies? That's a question that only Jason Bloom, director, could a- could answer. <laughs> uh, let's see. This is where after this nitrous oxide incident, where they destroy like the entire like this entire room, I guess, and just like inhale a lot of a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. And just a lot of things they shouldn't, maybe. Uh, yeah. The the professor, whose name is Dr. Falk now, which is like another reference where I'm like, okay, <laughs> sure, you named him Falk now. <laughs> um, <laughs> I get back to it. I just saw something on the TV Tropes page, uh, but I will finish this thought. But after this, the... The the professor says they're a symbol for everything that's wrong with this world, <laughs> which it's just very hard to disagree with him here. Yeah, you know what? Gotta say, like I don't agree with what he does at the end of the movie. You know, this is a type I of movie. I don't agree. Where... Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I don't agree. But like, unfortunately, mood. Like, I feel like that would be me at the end of this. <laughs> Just grow a beard. I would be. <laughs> grow a beard, build some bombs. As one does. <laughs> uh, there's just some there's some really funny tropes here, just noticing, because one of them yeah. is hot scientists. And then it says two sub, uh, what's it called? Uh... Who fucking cares? Two bullets. And then it says two bullet points. And the first one is Dr. Petra von Kant. That is uh, Kylie Minogue, obviously. And the second is Mimi mm. Simpkins ain't too bad either. Like someone is like, everyone is talking about how hot Kylie Minogue is in Biodome. It's the second thing they mentioned <laughs> after the Tenacious D cameo. Uh, but not yeah. enough people are talking about how the other scientist is also sexy. Not enough people are saying... I don't know if people this are trooper has to be the most courageous women. person on the website. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My tall wife, Mimi Sinkin. Fucking. The, what the. F- there was something else I was going to say, and I don't remember what it was. God damn it. What was it? 
shit. I'm never going to remember. There's a scene, like, after this where I guess this is after the party. So they do the environmentalist party that backfires and now their girlfriends don't like them because they destroyed the whole biodome. Uh-huh. And then the girlfriends are, like, at home, I guess, or, like, with some with one of their dads. And the mm-hmm. dad is watching TV and the news shows a clown being shot. Yeah! What was that about? What is there anything in this movie about? I forgot about the dad. I think he's like... I think he's like, um... Pauly Shore's girlfriend's stepdad. And he's like... He's a fucking character. He... he yeah. He doesn't need to be a character, but he is for some reason. Where he's like this piece of shit on like I don't know. He he's he's I guess the joke of him is that he's supposedly disabled. Um, but eventually yeah. he ends up getting a job as like a basically I guess a cab driver cuz Uber didn't exist yet. Um and he is like accusing his stepdaughter of being horny for him, which is disgusting, and I hate it. And he hates Polly Shore and Stephen Baldwin, but he goes to like rescue them when they get out of the biodome anyway. For some reason, I don't know why he has as much attention on him as he does. Yeah. He doesn't even have a whole lot, but he doesn't need to be there. Yeah. There's I... it's just it's bewildering. <laughs> This entire movie is bewildering. This seems like um, this clown being shot footage seems like it. It's the type of stuff that is in Robocop, where it's like <laughs> there's like all these TV news footages that where they like talk about awful stuff and it cuts to an ad and it's like the point is supposed to be that it's really jarring uh, because it's a dystopia, yeah. you know, and because uh-huh. it is like about media i guess in a way but in this one it's just like it's just jarring yeah um why why yeah after the clown shot is where they do the thing there's a whole thing where the uh biodome is now barren and the professor is professor faulkner has like lost his mind and disappeared Mm -hmm. somewhere and then um because this is this is where this is where the ass is gonna come come up like we've talked about <laughs> Stephen Baldwin's ass so much but I just thought I'd give a little bit of context because the reason why Stephen Baldwin's ass is on screen for a full minute is because he does a thing Stephen Baldwin and Pauly Shore uh, decide that they're gonna save the biodome for whatever reason yeah Um, because I guess they always make up for their mistakes or whatever like they're trying to it's because like a, because there's still like half an hour of the movie that they need to, to fill out. It, yeah. It's like yeah. the movie trying to rehabilitate re, rehabilitate the characters in the third act. When like, they've done nothing to deserve it. Yeah. After you've seen them been awful for an hour, now now you're going to be on their sides for the rest of the movie, I guess. Because they're trying to do good. <laughs> they're trying to undo the damage they, they've done. Um, <laughs> so they do that, and they do it, by the way... Of uh, there was this little key that let them escape earlier that some websites call a plot hole. I think it's just whatever. But there's this key, and uh, and 
Stephen Baldwin says, I'm going to swallow this key so that we all stay inside and work together. And uh, it's five. I'm going to give everyone five seconds. I'm going to count to uh, Pauly Shore. You count to five. And then, and then I swallow the key. And he actually yeah. does it the absolute mad lad. <laughs> Pauly Shore loses his mind about it. And then when... Mm-hmm. Uh, when the like outside the like manager of this project, I guess, or the sponsor, um, yeah, the investor who guy, is, who is played by an older character actor who is in a bunch of stuff, um, because he showed up on my in my letterbox stats, surprisingly, <laughs> uh, because he was apparently also in Robert Altman's The Long Goodbye, <laughs> <laughs> just <laughs> movies of similar quality, I guess. <laughs> And this, this like sponsor of the project or the guy who like does this project asks asks them, so where's the key? And then Polly says, well, he's got the key. Show them the key, and then he pulls down his pants because obviously he, ate, he swallowed the key, so that's the joke. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's gonna go doodle it out. Is the joke more of the yeah. joke? Yeah. I didn't. I didn't like to see doo-doo. it. I've I've already been over. The fact that this movie owes me damages for making me see that. The thing so. is, just like recapping this and thinking back, I have such a clear visual of it. Like, I remember it more than anything that happened in Jury Duty. I want to fucking die. Like, I, Jury Duty made me want to die. Yeah. This part in this movie <laughs> made me want to die. Thinking about it makes me want to die. I'm so upset. Then I, they do it. Then they do a full montage to the safety dance where they rebuild the yeah. thing. Uh, and I will say, f- from this point on to the end of the movie, like this is like the final 30 minutes, I got into like kind of a zone <laughs> where I was like, it, it didn't, it's not that I enjoyed the movie, but like from this point on, I just felt like strangely locked into it. I was like... You made peace with it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're on. The, you're at the final stage of grief with it. Yeah, <laughs> you had accepted the movie. <laughs> I was in the. <laughs> I got. I was. I was hypnotized by the by the power of biodome. <laughs> um. Yeah. There's a montage to the safety oh, dance. They keep showing at how many percentage of whatever they are. I don't didn't quite understand that. But at one point, it's sixty nine percent, which is nice. It's nice. They get, like, fan mail from everywhere, including the Pope. Yeah, the Pope writes them a fan letter. The Pope writes... So two... Yeah. The Pope writes them a letter and asks them if they've played a game called Undertale. <laughs> um. <laughs> uh, this is where Kylie Minogue is making out with Polly Shore. Like, this is the thing that we mentioned that is going to happen after this, because they did such a great job rebuilding this and reuniting them as a mm-hmm. team. Uh, that they now yep. want to fuck them, but they're like, oh, we have girlfriends, and then they start humping the door just after they they have left. Yep, it's normal. And they're like, this, this is, is never the, brought up to their this girlfriends. this the biggest mistake of our lives, or the smartest thing we've ever done? Who knows? Maybe both. Haha. <laughs> Haha. And then, like, the final two notes I have is, um, you should be noticing their bombs. Because... <laughs> When the Dr. Faulkner, who at this point has gone insane, grown a beard, 
uh, they find him in like somewhere like downstairs, uh-huh. like underground. They find him where he has built his own lab and is now a rambling. He's now a raving lunatic, like the most mm-hmm. the most cartoon, uh, yeah, insanity you can imagine. He's doing that. He might as well be animated. Yeah. And he gives them like a sack of coconuts, and he says, "I here's here's some modified coconuts. Just plant these all around the biodome." And it's very clearly bombs. Like <laughs> they look like fucking like Looney Tunes cartoon yeah. bombs. They look like Batman the yeah. 1960s series bombs. <laughs> they literally like. No one could possibly, not even these fucking idiots could mistake these for coconuts. They do. You're, you're not gonna, you're not gonna pull the wool over my eyes yeah. with this one, Jason Bloom. He, the, the professor tells him to plant them all around the biodome and they're like, okay, sounds like a normal thing to do with coconuts. It's what you do. They're doing Animal Crossing. And he also tells so them not to drop it. So they plant their bombs. So, like, yeah, they put them all around the thing and it turns out they're bombs and then the last note i have is just what's even happening because i guess i didn't understand (laughs) there was like an action scene at the end yeah there's like a chase scene yeah i didn't understand it yeah he can we real quick quick divergence but this is building on the character of dr faulkner can we talk about his mullet sure for a second his fucking mullet his hair Somebody just Google Dr. Faulkner Biodome, and you'll see what I'm talking about, because if I had to look at this for an hour and a half, so do you. Anyway, back to the point. I wonder if this there's, actually there's... comes up, because this movie is like... Yeah, because who who plays him? Yeah, it does come I up. I forget who plays him. There's William a lot Atherton. of images, a lot of bespoke yeah. JPEGs of uh, Dr. Faulkner. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, I Googled it, and I looked at the pictures, and there's like... This reminded me, there's a scene where he's, like, in his, in his little, his secret lab, and he's got a parrot down there with him. Yeah, And the not? parrot starts saying, yeah, the parrot starts saying, I am God, in funny parrot voice. Like, I am God! And then, like, they cut to something else, and then the next shot, when they go back to him, is he has presumably killed the parrot made a headdress out of the parrot's beak and feathers, and he's eating it like a chicken wing. <laughs> Isn't that funny? It's great stuff. It's great material when it's animal cruelty. Um, this movie is... This movie exists. So Yeah, let's talk about some of the other stuff I wanted to talk about. Let's talk about this awful movie, Wiki, though. Because this is a... <laughs> this is a wiki I discovered for something else. I don't remember what it was for. <laughs> Was it for something I done with I've done with you? Like, was it for one of the streams, or was it? It might as well have been. It might have been also something I just discovered privately for whatever reason. But this is a this is a wiki that is. Uh, let me check if it says anything on the main page uh, of what they're dedicated to. It says, yeah, throughout <laughs> the hist about this wiki throughout the history of cinema, there have been movies that made you sigh, movies that made you cringe. Movies that made you laugh at just how bad they are, and even movies that made you go, art is dead. Wiki was made to let movie aficionados know about some of the worst movies ever made, and even some of the worst moments in film history. Sounds like, okay, fine. That's like a wiki (laughs) concept. Um, 
Oh my god, there's also a rules and guidelines guidelines thing because all the <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> so all the all the articles are built in a, in the same way where there's like a little introduction, uh then mm-hmm. there's a plot summary, and then there's a list of bullet points, a numbered list of bullet points of why it's bad, and the numbered mm. list of bullet points for redeeming qualities. I'm trying to remember what movie I looked at, at. I looked at on this page because it was a movie that this website hated so much that they didn't even put in redeeming qualities. Oh my god! This is not the one. Like this one has three redeeming qualities. Um, but if you look at more of these, more this... than one of these pages, you discover that this is all just this is all just movies that the nostalgia critic reviewed. Yeah. And that's 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 another thing. When you Google Doctor Faulkner bio, Biodome, yeah. uh, what yeah, one of the image results that comes up is the little illustration preview for the Nostalgia Critic uh, review of of Biodome. So that's great. So I I I wonder. Like my theory about this website is that all of the bullet points are not really things that they listed because they watched the movie, but they watched YouTube reviews. <laughs> and they just collected all of the bullet points from the YouTube reviews. So for this one, it's it looks like only the Nostalgia Critic did like an actual... Oh, and there's like some other guy, I don't know. But for some other movies, there's going to be like five, six like popular YouTube movie reviewers who have their videos uh-huh. at the bottom. Yeah. Um, this, also, this website also has a flip side. That is because the first... <laughs> The first point on why it should remain separate from society is it's a ripoff of Dumb and Dumber with the main character sounding and acting like failed prototypes of Herodan and Lloyd Christmas. If you click on Dumb and Dumber, it leads to the greatest movies wiki. Um, <laughs> there is no page for Dumb and Dumber apparently, but if you go on the front page, some of the movies it lists as the greatest movies are... And it says... The greatest movies, right? Can't fucking wait for this to load. Some of the movies listed here are... Like, just the first couple. The first three are (laughs) Star Wars, in this order. Star Wars. Toy Story. Sonic the Hedgehog? Sonic the Hedgehog? <laughs> and it gets worse because if you go on it gets worse. the Sonic the Hedgehog page, it has eighteen good qualities um, and only five bad qualities. I have seen Sonic the Hedgehog; it's like a five out of ten movie. Like, mm-hmm. it's not great. Um, <laughs> and one of the points is, uh, let me find where it is because this drove me insane. Oh yeah. At the critical reception section, it Mm -hmm. says, It is often considered one of the best video game-based movies, along with Pokemon Detective Pikachu and The Angry Birds Movie 2. There's an entry on the Greatest Movies wiki for Angry Birds Movie 2. This is blowing my fucking mind. Um, Even on the the Angry Birds Movie 2, it talks about stuff like it's great because it's Faithful to the source material of <laughs> Angry Birds. To the source material of Angry Birds. 
this actually has almost more problems than like bad qualities than good qualities, but it's still one of the greatest movies of all time, apparently, because if you scroll down, because the Nostalgia Critic did a reaction video where he says, yeah, I thought it was fine. He sure fucking did. Oh my god. Um, there's, I don't know if you want to look at some of the reasons why it should be, it should I wonder which which of these are worth talking about uh, because there's one more thing I want to talk about, uh, but that leads to another page. Um, why it should <laughs> remain separated from society? Uh, the first one I mentioned: very poor acting from Paulie Shore, Stephen Baldwin, and Joey Lauren Adams. I mean, I guess, but I wouldn't even call it poor acting at this point. Like, yeah, I don't think that's just them being them. Yeah, Paulie Shore isn't really on a scale of acting from good to bad. Yeah. Like I wouldn't just... even say that Pauly Shore. Yeah, I wouldn't say that Pauly Shore acts. Yeah, like ever. It's not what he does. He just Pauly Shore comes. Pauly Shore bees Pauly Shore. He just is here. That's when he's at his best. Yeah. Excessive use of substance abuse, toilet human sexual innuendos. For example, one of the female scientists is named Petra von Kant, whose last name is pronounced like a certain rude word. It's very funny to me that they list it here because Immanuel Kant is just like a very famous philosopher. Like, that's just German. Yeah. That's literally just German. And it's it's like the most highbrow reference this movie has. Like, I didn't know this fuss in the movie. Uh, he's like, he's like, he's like an art house director. Like, this is, <laughs> this is a highbrow reference that she's named that. <laughs> Jason Bloom is trying to establish clout by giving her this name. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he wants because <laughs> I think I think Fassbinder was alive when this movie came out. God, Jesus Christ! Uh, and and again, like substance abuse, toilet human sexual innuendos doesn't on its own mean it's gonna be a bad movie. A lot of great movies yeah. have those things. Mm-hmm. Um, the like. Five and six, we've talked about, whatever. Um, seven, we touched on, kind of, that they find the key. Yeah, and I that's don't when care we see about Stephen Baldwin's ass. Yeah, who, who fucking cares? Um, there's the clown getting shot. And then the, the last one is the awful ending where the biodome is destroyed and Bud and Doyle are praised for their actions without suffering any consequences, even by the scientists who despised them in previous scenes. Uh, and then it ends with the with the oh no here we go again yeah. ending. I didn't mind the ending. I think at that point I was just so numb to this. Like <laughs> you were just... sitting there smiling serenely. Yeah, I thought it, I, I even kind of chuckled at the ending where they're driving into the <laughs> nuclear power plant because that's like in a better movie, like in a movie that is actually like this could have been like a dark satire or whatever. Like in a, in a Doctor Strange Love type movie, you know, driving into the nuclear po- power plant is like a good, like nihilistic ending. Um, like I don't we, think we that... brought up, we yeah, like we. I was gonna say, like we brought up uh, the RoboCop thing with yeah. the clown getting shot. This could, like, in another world, I'm imagining the Paul Verhoeven version of. <laughs> and I feel like that. Can you I imagine am... Paul Verhoeven's? Bio? I would fucking love that. I want to see that more than anything else. <laughs> Because Paul Verhoeven doesn't doesn't just like do the thing that Paul Thomas Anderson does, where they pick a, uh, an actor who is known for like, or they pick an Adam Sandler and make them act uh-huh. well. Uh, Paul Verhoeven mm-hmm. does something that is even more amazing, where they let 
let bad actors act badly and make that the point of the movie. Yeah. Um. So you know, he could have he could have done this. Oh, Ruben, SMF on on Twitter. I don't because maybe so. this is who we should be tweeting at. He is. Oh my god, really? The real one? Because I think there's or also wait, another guy. Wait, hold on. No, here. this is. Yeah, that's that's this is the other one. Sorry. Yeah. Uh. Okay. Here we go. Here's the real him. He has not tweeted since 2014. <laughs> god fucking damn it. <laughs> yeah, the real poor and poor Hoover is like 60 years old, so he's like not gonna be on Twitter. Hey, yeah. 50 maybe. I don't know, he... but he did just get out a movie last year. So uh-huh. I'm sure he's shopping for his new project. Uh, hey. Maybe, you know, if you tweet at Ryan Johnson, just you can tell them that he can also call Paul Verhoeven if he sees him. Uh, if is if Peter Weller is on is on Twitter, maybe get him <laughs> to call Peter him. Weller is retired <laughs> and is now a con- like a museum curator or something. Like he he does like some really cool uh local like art stuff i think <laughs> somebody somebody please get in touch with somebody who can get in touch with <laughs> so we can get that version of biodome off the off the ground trying to see the please because that was in news a couple of years ago uh of like stuff that peter Weller has done recently yeah, he's an, he has become an art historian. He went back to there school was. in 2004 at age 57, earned a master's degree in Roman and Renaissance art at Syracuse University, uh, followed by a PhD in Ital- Italian Renaissance art history at UCLA in 2013. That fucking rocked. <laughs> he's getting Peter his life. Rules. Peter he seems rules. like a cool guy. <laughs> um, I wanted to talk about this other wiki because... If you thought that Awful Movies Wiki and Greatest Movies Wiki are the only members of this weird, like, subsection of wikis, like, it's not even in fandom, it's in Mirahis, but it's very much like, they're very much <laughs> wikis. Um, if, you, if you go to bullet point number three, uh-huh. it says, unlikable characters, especially the main protagonist, Bud and Doyle, and this main protagonist, Bud and Doyle, links to... Mm-hmm. A page called loathsomecharacters.mirahills.org. This is the Loathsome Characters <laughs> wiki. Oh, God. Okay. Putting a bookmark in this. <laughs> this is going on fucking... Ooh, I'm podcasting the shit out of this one. You better believe. Loathsomecharacters.mirahills.org. That is beautiful. That is music to my ears. Oh, my... Oh, my God. Okay. Are the main protagonists of the infamous 1996 <laughs> film Biodome. Yeah, or as one of the comments says, where there's two comments, one is by yeah. Chang saying, they are better off be- being viewed as the villains. Get their and then there's an answer by exploring editor saying, agreed. <laughs> <laughs> Media of origin, unknown. Yeah. Type man childish duo. <laughs> Status alive. God. <laughs> man childish duo. Species human. 
Look at all of these categories. Males, mean-spirited, anti-heroes, immature characters, Karma Houdini, overly talkative, rip-off, duos, live-action characters, annoying characters, characters with no personality, characters with bad acting, ear-piercing characters, obnoxious characters, idiotic characters, lazy characters, unlikable characters, characters, <laughs> scrappies, poorly written characters, jerks, movie characters, destructive characters, ugly characters, unfunny characters, gross-out characters, party animals, and perverts. <laughs> We're gonna have to dip back into this page for sure. Um, oh just trying God. to see because this is this is also a bullet pointed list. Uh, oh, by yeah. the way, speaking of bullet pointed lists, I wanted to mention this earlier on the on the main website for the awful movies wiki. One of the rules and mm-hmm. guidelines is, and this is so satisfying to me. Um, <laughs> it says, uh, well. It, it's bullet point number six says reviews and quotes are optional. However, if you plan to insert any reviews or quotes made by critics or YouTubers, it is okay to take reviews and quotes from other sources. Um, blah, blah. And there's a sub bullet point that says videos for cinemas, videos from cinema scenes are banned from the awful movies wiki due to being unreliable and full of nitpicks. Repeatedly breaking oh this rule <laughs> without warning will increase the duration of further blocks. <laughs> <laughs> so even this like incredibly nitpicky website. Uh, that just <laughs> post bullet pointed lists of bad things about movies and also some redeeming qualities. Even they <laughs> wouldn't steep so low as to consider uh, as to consider cinema sins worth your time. Oh my god! <laughs> Fucking unbelievable. Um, let's look at some of the some of the bullet points in the why they suck list for button oil. Okay. Yeah, let's do that. We don't have to read all of them, but uh... all right. Um, both of their vo- both of their voices are highly annoying and will get on your nerves very easily. <laughs> they both are both so, so unlikable un- and immature that they'd make viewers root for the supposed villain of the movie, Doctor Faulkner, who had much more justified actions than they do. <laughs> their behavior is beyond be- childish, and wherever they <laughs> go, they literally act like toddlers at a playground. Literally. They are also extremely bad, horribly portrayed, and poorly written as protagonists. I feel like some of these points are like repeating the same points that they're horrible, awful people that suck to look at. The dialogue that comes out of their mouths is cringeworthy and sounds like it was written by an (laughs) (laughs) eight-year-old. They are very flat characters with little to no personality and very idiotic generic mannerisms. Oh my god. <laughs> I was watching Biodome and thinking, I I want deeper characters. They're just so flat. <laughs> That's the first thing I wanted that so bad from this movie. Yeah. I was looking for a real a real character driven arc. Yeah. I, I, I was led to believe that this was directed by Paul Thomas Anderson, but uh, apparently it <laughs> I was under the impression. Would we settle for Paul W.S. Anderson to bring back Pauly Shore? <laughs> Only one way to find out. <laughs> he might be. Lots of Paul Andersons. God. Can you imagine Pauly Shore in a Resident Evil movie? Um. <laughs> I'm trying to. What what uh, vi- you you don't game famously. I don't game. But I don't game. But that's but that's good because Paul W. Anderson, Anderson I think also hasn't played the games he has he's adapted. Um Yeah, no, he he's doing his own thing. Neither have I. Like I haven't played the Resident Evil. 
uh, game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think we're uniquely uh, fitted to to answer this question that I just came up with is uh, which is which which video game adaptation should Polly Shore be in, directed by Paul W S <laughs> Anderson? Uniquely qualified. Would you put him in a Pokemon movie? No. <laughs> Maybe. No, I wouldn't. No. no. Wouldn't he? Wouldn't he be great to be the voice actor for Ash in an animated Pokemon movie? <laughs> <laughs> Professor Oak, when can I go out on my own? <laughs> <laughs> Trying to think of what if Paulie Shore played Master Chief? I think that would be great. Like that would also. Be... <laughs> but it should be. It that should would be, like, be pretty funny. Yeah, but it should be like adapting the actual backstory where he's like, because I think the Master Chief backstory is that he was like a clone or something. Uh, I don't fucking know. I don't know. I don't really know the Halo lore. I just had uh, uh, my co-host on Azobap, Emmanuel explained it on one episode, but I was like only paid half attention. <laughs> I know about Master Chief Halo is the jerk off suit. Yeah. But like who doesn't know that at this point? Yeah, but that would be that would come up in the movie. Like it would start with oh, Polly yeah. Shore just being and being his normal self and then he gets put in the suit. Uh that's how it ends. <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be called um it's gonna be called Master Chief Origins. <laughs> what's what's Master Chief's full name actual name actually? His name is he has a real name. John 117. So okay. maybe the movie could just be called John. <laughs> Starring Polly Shore. Wow. That's a concept. I gotta say. Also thinking back on it, I might put him in a Pokemon movie, but only if I can find a Pokemon who I can imagine might sound like him. Uh-huh. Like, if I can hear their name in Polly Shore voice, <laughs> then maybe I'll go there. So but that would, would take some say, thinking, because there's a lot of them. They would just say one word in the entire movie, and it's his name. Yeah, I mean, that's what Pokemon yeah. say. They, they say their own names, yeah. So, if I can hear, if I, if I look at a list of all their names and, like, kind of match them, you know. That would take, it takes time, though, because there's, like, 800-some of them, so. That's okay. That's, yeah, I can't figure that one out on air. Um... I'll figure it out. I'll put it in the description for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> then we'll be able to figure it All out. Right. Then I'll answer the question. Um, <laughs> one last, one last thing I wanted to talk about. Uh, yeah. Or do we do, we, do we, is there anything standing out on, for you in this awful? I just the the, the icon for the Lowsome characters wiki is I don't know who this is, but it's yeah I don't know who this is. I, I have the I have the the uh, the main page of it open to like look at some of the people that they're listing yeah. as as loathsome characters and one that they have, they have a picture of sonic.exe and it says any.exe characters are forbidden, but this is the only exception as a lot of them are just generic and parodies of this one. This one is the only exception as this one started the whole .exe trend while the others are just trying to copy him. Why is Peter Griffin on this list? Because he's loathsome. I guess. (laughs) Fred is here. Fred is here. Uh, Caillou is here. Mr. Krabs Mr. is here. Krabs the Cat in the Hat, here. played by Mike Myers, is here. Yeah. I feel like putting Mr. Krabs on here just kind of misses the point. Like, it's the same way as putting, like, Freddy Krueger on here, right? Like, 
Yeah, he's low. He's a bad guy. Like he's a capitalist, but that's like the joke of him. That he's awful. Yeah, that's the like, joke of him. The secret like, joke of Mr. Krabs. <laughs> yeah, like right. Like you wouldn't put any like villains on here, even though like Freddy Krueger obviously loves some guy, but that's his point. Yeah. <laughs> Goku is here. Ned Flanders is here. Uh, Bella from Twilight George is George here Banks because is here. it's 2012. Yeah. Uh, Norm from the Norm of the North film series played by Rob Schneider is here. Do people hate Goku? Yeah. But it's like, I guess, I think it's like the edgy opinion to be like, fuck Goku. I guess. Yeah. Weird. But like, whatever. Fucking Who parrot? fucking cares? I don't know. <laughs> we'll, we'll examine this later. Um, yeah, this is for a different podcast. Because this has a oh, lot cool of... Oh, Cool Cat is here, that's good. This has a lot of content, definitely. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna close this This has one. 896 the articles. The final thing is... Little article I bookmarked. Um, okay. <laughs> this is an article on The Guardian. Okay. Uh, I'm just gonna... This is from May 2020. Just gonna link it here. Okay. So do you want to read out the like title of this article? Alright. Hold on just a second. Oh no, okay. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Biodome, colon. Kylie Minogue's worst career move is a blueprint for managing isolation. You wanna what? keep reading? You wanna keep reading the subheader? What the fuck? Okay. Starring Pauly Shore and a lesser Baldwin, the 1996 comedy is full of gross-out humor, terrible jokes, and surprisingly salient lessons. Get fucked, first off. <laughs> Pubescence and teenagers had a huge cinematic year in 1996. There was Happy Gilmore, Beavis and Butthead Do America, Kingpin, and Biodome. Don't you put Beavis and Butthead Do <laughs> yeah. America in this. Don't talk shit on Beavis and Butthead Do America. A film about two carefree imbeciles, Bud and Doyle, who get trapped inside a self-sustaining science experiment for a year when one of them needs to take needs to take a piss. It's a puerile film full of gross jokes, but its premise has parallels to life in lockdown, especially if you live in Bruns- Brunswick East. This feels Bro. like someone This feels like someone rolled a die to come up with like two topics they can draw parallels between. <laughs> this is fucking insane. This is so deranged. This was published on theguardian.com. Like, this isn't some... Because the last thing we read out on In the Army Now, there was some, like, army, like, troop website. This is The Guardian. Not that I expect reputable journalism. I know there's a lot of awful journalism on The Guardian, but still, it's like... This is like a... This is like a... uh, Fucking... What's that clickbait website? Uh, BuzzFeed? Worse. Er, Think of a worse one. Worse. Screen Rant. I was thinking about Screen Rant. Oh, yeah. God. (laughs) Anyway, it's not the Screen Rant article, it's the Guardian article. Bud and Doyle get locked inside the biodome microcosm of Earth, complete with a desert rainforest and waterfalls with five environmental scientists. The demographic under the dome is not unlike the one in Brunswick East. In Melbourne's Inner North, so I guess this is the Australian version of The Guardian. In Melbourne's Inner North, which is populated by well-meaning, educated people who want to save the planet, some of whom also want to stay up partying and doing drugs at a nearby pizza parlor. 
There are households growing their own vegetables, urban furniture, wild yeast, and biodynamic everything. The film opens with a voice bellowing about searching for hope in the face of environmental disasters over footage of burning oil derricks and baby ducks covered in tar. So we've known fossil fuels are bad since at least 96, and yet, despite having 24 years to take this biodome thing seriously, the powerful people still haven't installed <laughs> geodesic utopias on every block. I can't believe scientists haven't taken biodome 1996 movies seriously. I can't believe this. Doyle and Bud are respectively played by one of the lesser Baldwins and Paulie Shore, who is a kind of weird Adam Sandler. <laughs> That's one way to put it, I guess. I feel like this is this is this is this is doing a disservice to both Adam Sandler and Polly Shore. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. They star alongside Kylie Minogue playing an ocean oceanographer, which is confusing because the biodome doesn't have an ocean and the only science we see Minogue's character do involves her licking a carrot. <laughs> uh, there's some stuff about the I'm gonna skip the stuff about the Kylie Minogue's worst career move. Um, I just want to get to the life lessons here. Uh, there's also a Tenacious D cameo at an environmental rally that resembles the kind of mosh pit free socially distanced concert you can see happening once lockdown lifts. It's perhaps the best case scenario. The worst being free for all virus spreading parties like the one by and toy throw in the biodome. <laughs> What the fuck? What is this? What the fuck is this? Oh, I know what this is. Because if you if you if you look at the bottom of this article, it says Biodome is now streaming in Australia on Stan. Cool. Why does Why does the Guardian do like advertising tie-ins? Why is this happening? This next (laughs) paragraph is maybe the most insane. You want to read this one? Uh, hold on, I lost my place because I was scrolling. Um, oh, there is. Relations are tense between Bud Doyle and the scientists after the Big Bash trashes their experiment. It drives the film's baddie, Dr. Noah Faulkner, insane, forcing him to sneak around his bountiful arc like a Tinder user ignoring lockdown restrictions. What? <laughs> but the two no degenerates win back... This is insane. Uh, But the two degenerates win back the affections of their learned roomies by returning the biodome to a harmonious equilibrium. This is... Like a Tinder user ignoring lockdown. (laughs) Who wrote this goddamn thing? Getting along with your housemates is really important right now. But it's hard when you're all cooped up together. The other day, my housemate cracked it at me because I said hedgehog slices were overrated. I was pretty mad about it, but I realized it would be really dumb to have a falling out over a cake and offered to make her lasagna. In true Biodome style, she said sorry by presenting me with some freshly foraged feijoas. I don't know what this Australian thing is. I don't know what either of these things are. The only thing I understand here, the only food I understand here is lasagna. (laughs) In true Biodome style. Actually, the hedgehog... The hedgehog slice is new to me, but I'm looking at it, I'm googling it, and that actually sounds delicious. Yeah, it's pretty. Yeah, this, this looks up. this looks yeah. really good. Yeah, never heard of it, but I like it. Feijoa is recipe some type of fruit. Contains just five ingredients: biscuits, chocolate, butter, condensed milk, and coconut. I think I could do this. Yeah, that's just like a fudge. That's a fudge with some cookies in it. I'm into it. Um, I'd fuck it up. 
And then there's just a final paragraph that says, so under lockdown, don't forget about saving the environment. (laughs) (laughs) Don't have a falling out with your housemates and don't have a massive infectious house party. As Bud and Doyle say, Viva Los Biodome. Sure. Surprisingly salient lessons. Surprisingly salient lessons. So I think that was Biodome. (laughs) That was Biodome. (laughs) We talked about Biodome for two and a half hours. Yeah. And this went went for long, but I think it's it's fitting to close out with a bang. Um, We gotta... Let's let's do a quick ranking of all the Pauly Shore movies, because uh, I think it's going to be pretty okay. easy. Best one is obviously yeah. Son-in-Law, right? Yeah, absolutely. Worst one is Jury Duty. Absolutely. Um, I would put Encino Man second best. Probably, yeah. It feels too easy, but... Yeah. yeah. I think the hardest part is, which is worse, in the army now or Biotome? This is... <laughs> This is impossible. I don't know if I can do this. Andy Dick or Stephen Baldwin? Jesus fucking Christ. Uh, <sighs> military God. propaganda or Stephen Baldwin's full ass? Uh, uh, I genuinely don't know. I I true I have no idea. God. I think I think Andy Andy Dick just got more of a visceral reaction out of me immediately. <laughs> Yeah, Andy Dick disgusted you. Yeah. Stephen Baldwin is bad, but... I was gonna say I didn't have to see Andy Dick's ass, but we did see Andy Dick's ass. Did we? Yeah. Remember when he stripped all his clothes off when he saw the Mirage and he went running into the desert? Oh, yeah, we did see his full ass. (laughs) Yeah. Fuck. I'm gonna have to put Stephen Baldwin... I'm putting Andy Dick above Stephen Baldwin because Andy Dick's ass was less disgusting to me yeah. than Stephen Baldwin's ass. It was less. Also, Stephen Baldwin... Stephen Baldwin's opinions and career trajectory is disgusting to me mm. in, but, like, a very real, palpable, palpable yeah, way. Yeah, but Andy Dick is a sex criminal, so that doesn't help either. Fuck, you're right! God damn it! Um, <laughs> This is... I can't... I can't... They're on the same level in completely different ways. I can't... I can't... I could go... Either way, honestly. I do... Stephen Baldwin is also just, like, really rancid. Like, Exactly. I do think his ass was worse to look at than Andy Dick's. Yeah. But Andy Dick did that. I... Andy Dick was just, like, such a... Like, Andy Dick was, like... You really, you really like... It, it just really makes you itch, like, just to think about it. <laughs> like, it feels like a parasite that you have to get rid of. Yeah. Whereas, God... Where Stephen Baldwin has like that, just like the worst incarnation of the new metal guy before new metal guys were even a thing. Yeah. (laughs) (gasps) I don't know. Oh my god. It also feels... I don't know. Also feels weird too. But also like the, the politics of In the Army Now is like ultimately, like that ultimately goes out on the note of... The army is cool. Yeah. Let's camp some more people to sign up. So for yeah. that reason, I think I'd put in the army now at four and uh, Biodome as the third best. And in the army now didn't even use the song. Yeah. 
Whereas like as we once again need to, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. So it's yeah. it's son-in-law Encino Man, uh, Biodome in the army now. Jury duty. Yeah. But make no yeah. mistake, there's a huge drop between Encino Man and uh, and Biodome. Like, there's, oh yeah. There's there's two of these movies huge. that are like watchable. That are like if someone if someone is like, hey, I wanna watch this i was like yeah i'm not gonna watch along with you because they're not good but sure if someone <laughs> someone tells yeah. me i'm gonna watch jury duty i will block them <laughs> immediately if someone tells me if someone tells me they're gonna watch jury duty i'm going to murder them yeah. like i will do it i don't care no court would convict me all right um yeah do we want to, <laughs> all right and if- <laughs> do we want to announce the next season already i guess we um I would love to announce the next season. Okay, go ahead. I think we gotta. Um, next season, which I don't know when we're gonna do it. We haven't we haven't decided yet. But next season, we're gonna be talking about famed Australian export, <laughs> famed and forgotten Australian export Yahoo Serious. He's truly and the all most, three of his movies. Like if <laughs> if Paulie Shore is forgotten. Yahoo Serious is on like an entirely different level of like just Yahoo Serious we're like excavating like prehistoric ruins yeah. with Yahoo Serious. Like he's unrecorded. Like there there's no historic record of Yahoo Serious. He's the he's the Jeff Mangum of uh <laughs> comedians. Filmmakers, it's gonna be exciting because he also directed all of his movies and starred in them. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're gonna be good. I remember that Young Einstein was like not great, but I had some genuine laughs. So I d- I was looking at it on um I think Rotten Tomatoes the other day. Yeah. Uh, looked worse than I thought. <laughs> <laughs> the the reception to it, at least. So um I don't know. We'll see. We'll, well see maybe what it's happens. For the fans, He's got three the of them. Maybe it's um it's gonna be a shorter season because he only has three movies. Yeah, but uh, yeah, maybe the one after that is gonna be yeah. longer. <laughs> yeah, but we'll announce that one at the end of at the end of the serious season. Well, until then, do you have anything new to plug? Um, Nightmare and Era is dead. Um, but in its place, I have a new project that'll be coming out hopefully at the beginning of. March, so about a month from now. It's called Nana Royce Desensus Everno. And it's just gonna be us looking at internet shit, and I'm really excited about it. Gonna be great. Yana's just gonna be a part. I'm very excited. So that's all I have that's new new to yeah. Yeah, I have nothing new to plug. Uh join the Discord, you know, not sure if I said this in the last episode, but uh yeah. there's a Discord for good episode productions of which this is part, so join that. Uh, and while you're at it, you can also check out the other podcasts that are on Good Episode Productions that I'm currently, all of them are co-hosted by me. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. That's how you get hosted on, on Good Episode Productions. Yeah. Is Yano's in it? Yes. Yeah. And there you go. Um, Everybody's a that's that for one last time. <laughs> Stay crusty. Stay crusty. <laughs> Everybody's in showbiz It doesn't matter who you are But those who are successful 
be always on the guard because success walks hand in hand with failure down the Hollywood Boulevard. You can see all the stars as you walk down, down Las Vegas, Vegas Boulevard. And shake it to Las Vegas Boulevard. Some that you recognize, some that you hardly even heard about. People who work and suffer and struggle for fame. I wish my life was a non-stop Hollywood movie show. Everybody clap. From fantasies to heroes and Helen Lloyd's heroes and heroes. Because celluloid heroes never felt any pain. Come on, guys at home. And celluloid heroes never really die.